Scotty, you going crazy for this one. We see what you're doing, we salute you. Hey, let's get it started. It's Backpack Capital One. What's in your wallet? Got a call from my man, A. Scott. I said I got it. Love that you highlighting all of these black colleges. Try to pay me for doing this. Look, bruh, if you don't get off my line with that foolishness, voice of the swag. Pull up where you at, no cap. If the Brody is speaking the soft facts. My advice, tune in to every show. Captain Petty, but we know that the sergeants are with the smoke. Speculate, just tell me what is we doing. Get into it, okay? Look, I'ma say this and keep it moving. My boy Scotty, man, he off of the leash. Black grad paying college. I'm glad that he called me. Walk it, cause we all been taught that talk is cheap. Even primetime knows Scott for the HBCU streets. song on youtube but your boy all right you're watching all script and it's your boy scotty you know what i'm saying shout out to sean i am 31 and a half you know in a few hours about four hours i would be 32 yes i would be 32 so shout out to that thank you so much appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it all right listen up you already know i got a special guest if you ain't if you ain't seen the thumbnail you don't know what you don't you don't be reading i got i got my, i got the co-host of the jaguar journal in the building mr perry white himself in the in the house all right so i'm gonna give a couple announcements and then we're gonna go ahead and bring my boy on all right shout out to my lovely lady she's doing a birthday takeover tomorrow all right tomorrow's the birthday takeover once again i told you i'm like seven o'clock ish like when you see a timeline on my thing like it might be like 705 you know what i'm saying because i'd be on bbt time sometimes she's prompt all right so when she say 7 30 you need to be here at 725 all right, so I'll just give you the heads up right now. That's just how she gets down. All right, so make sure you tune into that birthday takeover. I have nothing to do with that. I'm just setting it up, sitting here, and the rest is on her. So don't expect too much from me. All right, announcement. Make sure you join the off script membership. I shouldn't have to keep replaying. Man, come on. Like, you already know what it is. Sean, be dropping in the chat. You know, already know what it is. So just go join. The, just go join. Just do that. All right, next. I'm really excited about this. All right. The podcast is coming. I'm going to take everything I'm doing on YouTube. I'm going to transfer it over to the podcast. All right. I know it's a little frustrating to watch me on YouTube. And, you know, if you if you click out of YouTube, I, I go off. All right. So I got the podcast coming for people in the car, for people at work who can't watch me, but they just want to listen to what we're talking about. The callers, the viewers, that's coming. It's in the works. Work with me. All right work with me slowly but sure i am i am a two-man it's really a one-man show but my girl like she does logistics she don't really be in like all the like the stuff like all the technical stuff she just she just books the stuff you know what i'm saying so she's as she calls herself director of logistics right she's my only employee so so yeah <laughs> that's what she calls herself so yeah so i'm doing everything else so bear with me all right and last but not least I want to give condolences to the family of Adrian Butler. He's a linebacker from Albany State. He got hit and killed by a bus from the, the, the school bus. So I want to give condolences to their family. I saw that on Twitter. So please, if you if you know anybody down there that knows them, just tell them, you know, you know, just reach out to them or whatever and just, you know, pray for them, pray for him, him and his family, stuff like that. So and everything like that. Now, you are listen. You know, he's the co-host of the Jaguar Journal with Unk. 
you know, you know, Uncle Reggie, you know what I'm saying? He is a Southern grad. That that he is. All right. Please give it up for the one and only Perry White. What is going on, my guy? See, that's that southern, that's that that's that southern Indian that you got there. You're already freezing. <laughs> What's that's up? that southern Hi. Indian. We were doing just we were doing just fine earlier, and now you're freezing. <laughs> tough, 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 tough. Can you hear me? That's a little choppy, so we got a little delay between us. So bear with me. All right, all right, I can hear you now. All right, you it's coming around. It's coming around. That that. That that Louisiana internet is picking up. It's picking up. It's picking up. All right. So, how's your day been going, my guy? <laughs> man, it's good, man. Even better that I get to get on here and chop it up with you. You know, it's been a long, long time coming. Yes, yes. And you have, man, listen, if you guys, let me give you a little background. When I was getting all the hate mail, all right, when I was getting all the hate mail and I was getting all, you know, Scotty ain't this, Scotty ain't HBCU. Mr. Perry reached out to me on his own. It was like, man, listen, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. It's been a integral, like a very instrumental part of this process of me growing, learning more about the swag and everything, how it how it goes, and you know some of the you know the I'll say the unwritten rules, you know, what I'm saying of the swag. So he's definitely been a part of that process, and him and Uncle Flood have definitely of uh, took you know kind of took me in their own under their wings and. And, and brought me up in this media thing. And I and once again, I appreciate you as well as I appreciate un, un, Uncle Reg as well. And they brought me on the Jaguar Journal. That was dope. I, I really appreciate that that one time. I was dope. They ain't bring me back because, I I mean, like I was giving them the work. I was hey, whatever work. happened to that nickname that you had, the bootlicker? <laughs> I still got the shirt. Mr. T? Yeah, I still got the shirt. I got all that. Yeah. He don't call in like he used to, though. He don't, he don't call in like he used to, though. For real, for real. All right, let's get into this thing, right? So first up, let's talk a little Southern, okay? Because <laughs> that's how I pronounce it. Let's talk a little Southern, okay? Little brother finally beats big brother. How, what did that mean for Southern? Like, I know you was there. Tell me the experience. Tell me the atmosphere. Pull me in. Man, you know, I, I've been around Southern since like 10, and it's a real occurrence to see Alcorn lose to Southern. And so losing the fashion that they did by field goal at the end of the game, you know, the two teams, they played each other over the years in SWAC championships and going back and forth. So to see little brother Southern, and it's crazy enough because Southern and Alcorn are really close in proximity. You're talking about probably about an hour and a half, nearly two hours away from each other. So it's really close. And a lot of people from Baton Rouge actually go to Alcorn. So it's really more of a family fair than people actually understand. But great to see Southern get over that hump, man. And, and when you look at all-time records, Alcorn is one of the only teams, if not the only team, that literally has a, a record that is not close against Southern in terms of the wins and loss columns. Mm, that's what's up. That is what's up. You're, you're freezing up a little bit. So I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to drop your video and just keep it on the audio. Let's do that. Let's drop your video and let's keep it on the audio. See if that works. All right. Let's see that. Let's see what we do. <laughs> oh man! 
Did that work? No. Nah, you still got video. Got drop. You got to drop out. Got to drop your video and, and come back on the audio. Okay. There we go. Now so we cook and we cook. Yeah, while we live. We're good. That We're good. Did that work? Yeah, that works. That works. All right. So next up, Florida A&M at Southern. What chances do you give your team? That's a big game. Big matchup. Big rivalry. Mm, I give Southern. That's a tough one, man, because you you defeat an Alcorn team last week that was undefeated, came in, and that was a team that's really been a thorn in your side. Last time we went to Tallahassee, Southern got the lead late in the fourth quarter, and Ryan Stanley and, and FAMU offense found a way to drive 99 yards for a touchdown. Ah, I got to give Southern maybe – Let's go. We're going to do 50-50 here, man. This is a toss-up. You're talking about, fam, you can play great defense, and it'll be a, a test for Southern's offense. Can, can fam use defense? And will it come by running the ball, or will Bubba McDaniel be able to throw the ball? I think that's going to be questioning. And on the other side, will fam use offense under McKay be able to get things going, and pretty much going against Southern's defense, I'm sure they will. So my, my my question to you is, is how likely do you see Southern stopping FAMU? Because, I mean, I'm not saying FAMU's offense is all world. They're by no means they are not. But Southern's defense has not been any – it has not lived up to the build it was supposed to be at the beginning of the fall season. So what does that look like for Southern trying to stop that FAMU rushing attack? Southern has a beam but don't break defense and I think as long as they do what they need to do but the offense is going to have to keep the defense off of the field and I think that's what hurt against Prairie View Southern's offense was going three and out three and out three and out it kept Southern's defense on the field too much at night and the thing about it was his defense was already depleted when you look at Jordan Lewis Jalen Ivey Tamar Smith Davin Kitten got hurt so you start to look at the injuries that mounted up in that defense that was already kind of shorthanded Stayed on the field. You saw the opposite of that against Alcorn. With Southern's defense, Southern's offense found ways uh, to keep drives alive. You look at the third down efficiency. It was way better against Alcorn uh, than it was against Preview. So the, the key to this game is going to be can Southern's offense sustain drives by running the ball and opening up the passing game in order to keep that defense injury prone on the sideline for those guys to rest and then get back on the field. What you saw with Southern against Alcorn that I think is going to have to work against Florida a is playing a complete game, no turnovers, and having to find a way to score points every time you get the ball in your hand. I mean, no turnovers is a, is a hard is a hard press to thing. That's a hard press to do against FAMU. I mean, I'm not saying they're leading the FCS in turnovers, but their defense is either known to put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks or put you in position to either you know fumble the ball, throw a pick, or anything like that. Uh, how do you see this game? How do you see the flow of this game going? What I mean by that, is it going to be a low score? I, I, I mean, if, if it's me, I think it might be 20, 24, 21. I don't know who might get that. I don't know who I'm going for at this point in time right now. But I think it's going to be I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game because of the simple fact of FAMU doesn't have a great offense. 
I think Southern, if it gets going, if, if Zach Grossi gets into a nice rhythm of play calling, you can see this score jumping up a little higher than unexpectedly, kind of like in the Alcorn game. But we all know Alcorn's defense isn't what it used to be. So how do you see the flow of this game going and, what, and what's the score do you have for this game? I see it up and down. See, so I think the, the, the name of this game is going to be can either team run the ball. Southern's offense is going to have to try to find a way to run the ball against this FAMU defense. Uh, I think FAMU's offense is going to have a, a decent day. And the reason I say that, everybody's pretty much had a decent day against Southern's defense. Southern's defense has had a hard time stopping anybody. But I think my my prediction is the score is going to be 34-28. I think Southern finds a way to get it done. Late drive the same way they did against Alcorn. Find a way to get it done, 34-28 uh, in the fourth quarter. It's going to be another one of those classic. And a lot of people don't understand this game right here is a, a true rivalry. But the problem with it is it has since fallen off over the years. Southern fam, you met each other every year from the 50s all the way to 2001. This is one of Southern's most hated rivals. You can put them there with Grambling and Jackson State. So with this, you throw out all the records. These are two teams I think going to battle out. And I think Southern gets to done at A.W. Mumford Stadium 34-28. That's what's up. All right. So I want to get to this. This uh all magic clock that you are that you that you're looking into that you're reading because you have Southern's playoffs. You made a post about Southern's playoff chances, I, and everybody. <laughs> I want to say playoff, I say black championship opportunities, which nobody honestly believes. I hope you can see this, and I hope everybody in, in the in the fans can see this as well. This man says Southern still has a shot at the SWAC title and championship game, but it's going to take some chips falling in our favor in November. He lists out everything that needs to happen other than Jesus Christ coming back. He said we'll have to win out against FAMU, Jackson State, and Grambling. All right. We'll have to lose <laughs> you will have to lose the Alabama State. Alcorn and Valley. Okay, did you hear what I just said? And Valley and Alcorn have to lose to Bethune Cookman in Jackson State. That, that, this is what this man. Listen, I know a lot of people get blocked for a lot of things on Facebook, but this man should got blocked as soon as this post went up. He should have been blocked. Hey, please explain this, Perry. Please explain this. <laughs> well, I gotta look at you. Gotta be optimistic, man. Anybody that's a fan of their team, you believe that at some point. When you get that late season, you know, that late season victory over a team that you hadn't beaten in a while, and it puts you back in the hunt. The Texas Southern loss really hurt the most. The Prairie View loss, of course, you got smacked in your mouth at homecoming. But when you look at this, games still have to be played. And what a lot of people get to the point is they look at the stats, they look at the standards, and they say, well, because this team is leading going into November, they've already got it sold up, already solidified them and put them in the championship. They got to play games. Jackson State got to play Texas Southern coming up. Alcorn still has games on their schedule. Prairie View still has games on their schedule. Until they're played and we see the outcome, I still keep hope alive, baby. <laughs> hope alive, boy. Hope. Man, listen. If hope was a drop in the bucket, you wouldn't have much water. Let me tell you, because this thing, this thing is different. I, when I read the first one, I said Southern had to be Jackson. And Grambling, now Grambling, okay, fam, maybe, but Jackson, I don't, I don't even know what that. I mean, I would have, I'd have. Listen, you might want to make that bet at Vegas because if that, if this runs the table, if they run, if Southern runs the table, you might be a rich man. I'm gonna just say that you might be a rich man. That's just off that alone, just off that pure alone. That was man, that was funny when I saw that. All right, 
Last but not least, your head coach, Rollin, <laughs> from what I've been told, he is out. Who would you like to see for the next Southern head coach? I'm going to tell you, Scott, I don't even have an answer for you, bro, because to tell you the truth, I don't know. You know, uh, I think if it was to be, I'll give you this one. I don't know in terms of who I would like to see as the head coach, but if it was to be one coach out of the swag, one coach, I would have to say Coach Dancy up at Mississippi Valley. I like hey. the way he has uh, the Delta Delta's playing. I, I, I think with a, with, a, with a program with some resources and, I mean, some scholarships more than what he have at Mississippi Valley, I think he can motivate anybody to run through a brick wall for him. And the way he has Valley playing up in Itabina. And you've been to Itabina. I've been to Itabina. That's a tough place to travel to. It's a pl- tough place to get up. And let alone, it's a tough place to get a team to try to win because many coaches before him have tried and have failed at it. And he has his team no matter who the opponent playing each and every week. He's a guy that I would like to see if it was to be the swag. Now, outside of the swag, I don't know because there's so many different ways to go and so many names to pull and draw in. I, I don't even begin to know. But if I would say if it was a coach in the swag, man, I'd have to go with Valley's coach, man. I, I like what he's doing with Valley and to get that team he had them playing better than I've seen them playing quite some time. I like a coach that can motivate his players no matter what to be able to get up and play. And that's what he's been able to do. That's real. Um, You're probably the only person I, I, that I've heard from Southern say his name. Most people are on the Eric Dooley bandwagon, uh, Coach Dooley's bandwagon. So which is, which is understandable. You know what I'm saying? he lo- They say he loves Southern. He bleeds blue or whatever. But, you know, I, I think the, the dance he fit with, like you said, if you wanted to keep it within the swag, I don't think that's a bad look at all. You know what I'm saying? So, and <laughs> somebody's like, I'm straight on Coach Dooley. You know, because you look at Coach Dooley, man, it, it, he's just now, he's been at, he was on the hot seat coming into the season. He was on the hot seat last year. It's like his team started out great in September. They come out one of the hottest teams in the country. They they were beating Prairie, I mean, beating Grambling, and then boom, they fell flat once October and November hit. He's just now getting the team in stride, and he's had teams before. But you, you talk about to come to Southern, I'm I'm straight. I think Eric Dooley can stay where he at. If I was to take a coach out the conference, it, I have to go with Valiance over PV's coach. All right, so next next topic, so we're talking about SWAC and MEAC renovations, all right? First thing first, I want to get into this Dion effect in the in full view, right? Not just in the Jackson State era and not just what is, is benefiting Jackson State. I want to talk about all the ripples that have caused, that you've seen in effect, that now that Dion, that the Dion effect is in full force. And the first thing I want to start off is just off marketing. Me and you have had conversations on many occasions talking about how, how much the SWAT could do better at marketing its schools the way that Dion has pushed Jackson State. And we all understand that Jackson State has a professional media team behind the power and push that Dion is doing. What do you say to schools in the SWAT and how do they get their marketing on this and, and step into this digital media era? This is something I've been on for a while. And that's why I like shows like yours because you understood what the world is transpiring into. You understand people are watching more so than they are doing reading. And Deion Sanders realizes that everybody's watching. People want to see what's going on. And everybody got a phone in their hand, a laptop, an iPad, some type of technology. What I would like to see, I mean, pretty much every school, and I said this on your show and you have not talked, pretty much every school in this conference has some form of mass comm, public relations, or marketing department on their campus, alongside with athletics. Some of these schools have 
television shows, stations. Some of these schools have radio stations. And something that I like with the SEC network, and of course, you know, everybody going to say you cannot measure this against that. But I feel like on our level, we can when it comes to the resources that we have. And what I like about the SEC network is from the top all the way to the universities, the, the conference itself realized the value of what they have and the value between each one of these schools because each one of the schools has a story to tell and they have something to show you. And there's a reason why if you go, I went to an LSU-Auburn game not too long ago and I see 20-year-old students still wearing Bo Jackson jerseys. You know why? Because they know who Bo Jackson is because Auburn continued to tell the story and show the story of who Bo Jackson is. So that legend was able to remain no matter what generation comes through Auburn. I think we have to be able to do the same thing, tell who we are and our history and our stories. That way our legends can continue to live no matter what. We have to come together and, and form an umbrella uh, with the SWAC and then with its member schools in order to not only publicize what we do, but who we are. You know, are we going to be okay with having two to eight thousand students on our campus are we going to be okay with the, the type of recruits that we're getting are we going to be okay with what's always been the same more so than we evolve and look into the future these days the student you got to look at the student the customer and i always tell people tide not running the same commercial in 1970 than they running in 2021 they found right. a way to evolve with the times mcdonald's does the same thing they found a way to evolve with the times us as hbcus particularly in the swag we have to find a way to evolve with the times. We have to tell our stories. We've led FCS in attendance for over 30 years. We have to showcase that. That's what brings student athletes and students to our schools. You know, a lot of students attend games like the Bayou Classic, like me. I found out about Southern through the Bayou Classic in 2000. I went to the Bayou Classic and it was off the chain and I couldn't stop talking about it, but it was my experience that ultimately led me to Southern. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, if we expose them to it, because we don't have the platforms like we used to back in the day. You had the BET games and the NBC games, and you had those platforms where black people in mass droves focused in on our institutions. And the, really, what the, when you look at the other schools like the mid-majors and the FCS, they wasn't fighting to get black students. But now when you look at even a state like Louisiana, you got Southern and Grambling, but now you got students going to ULM, Louisiana Tech, UL, uh, well, not necessarily Tulane, but Magnese, Southeastern. You know, the, the door is wide open now for people to go. You're not limited to having to just go between this school and that school. On top of, we have a generation that's losing track of HBCUs and who they are. You know, you, you talk about going to Chicago, Detroit. You're from the East Coast. You know, you, you, you go to these big urban sprawl cities. And you start to talk about the importance of HBCUs and who they are. And you mentioned a Southern or a Jackson State. It's kind of foreign to them. And you know why? Yeah. We haven't positioned ourselves in a, in a possible way for them to know who we are. And they're looking and they're watching. They're trying to figure out well, what's here and what's there. And until we figure out that's what we got to do to draw in this new age student, this new age customer, because you got to, you got to keep up with the customer. And the customer is the student. The customer is the alumni base. And if you don't keep up on how they communicate and how they interact, man, you'll get left behind. Do you think there's a disconnect from do you think there's a disconnect from the administrations that are in office compared to the new alumni that are, that are coming out of these schools? Because you have these new alumni who are who are media savvy, who are, I mean, you talking about kids right now, seniors, juniors and freshmen who all they 
all they've known are phones. All they've known is social media. All they've known is Facebook, Instagram, and these things. But now you have people in administration who aren't as savvy as, you know, these young kids coming up. So how do we blend that? And how does the SWAC upgrade with its own resources? Because a lot of times what people say to me is, Scotty, we don't have the money for that. Scotty, we don't have the money for that. But I'm seeing Valley put on a production at YouTube that's, that's damn near ESPN plus quality other than the announcers. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing fam. You give a free video feed on Facebook. That is high quality, you know? So you have the, you have the means. How do we put it all together and put it on a, a palette where people can consume it at a very, very high rate. First, you start with the administration. You know, administration has to have the will to get the knowledge to understand how to communicate, how to interact. What is your customer? If you're going to run any business, you got to know who your customer is. And if you're the administration of any university, your customer is the student. You got to understand your customer. And then you got to realize how we draw in even more customers, which we consider our students. And if we don't understand that and we continue to want to go around the way that we've been doing things for 20, 30 years, you will continue to falter. Not only that, you got to be welcoming and open minded. You know, there's always been said there's a disconnect between generations. One generation is not willing to accept and open up how to move forward with the next generation because they think everything the new kids are doing is dumb and it don't make sense. But I think that's one of our biggest issues. You know, we have to figure out what it is. Every student on any campus walks around with their phone 24-7 watching something. In, in, in today's time, every student is going somewhere pretty much to showcase where they at. They're going to Snapchat, they're going to Instagram, they're going to Facebook Live, they're going to do something to showcase where they at. Why not use those students as your marketing tools as well? They're going to showcase everything. They're going to they, they're going to show you where you are, but the, the administration has to find a way to be able to be accepted to this new generation in this new wave and then have an understanding of what works and what doesn't work. And you use that through the young people. You use that through your mass comm departments, your athletics departments, your marketing and your public relations and whatever other resources. Because the resources there, people thought we were going to crash and burn when coronavirus happened. But then guess what? We found out there was a such thing. Everybody, oh, we couldn't do this wireless. We get then before you know it, everybody's wireless. And it ended up working. <laughs> but you don't know yeah. until you're back up against the wall until the situation is there. That's facts. That's that's big time. So my thing is this when it comes to the swag and what was really bothering me is that one, there is no there is no dominant network. Right. And what I mean by that, you have a swag office, which is ran by Dr. McCullen. Uh, cool guy, by the way. Very cool, dude. Met him at the uh, Magic City Classic. He is a real down to earth person. But my thing is this. You have a swag office. You have a swag conference, you have a swag committee, whatever you want to call it. Right. How do you not have a swag network on YouTube? How do you not? I mean, it's free. It's literally free. You just what I'm doing right now. You could literally do for the SWAC network and you have kids in these conferences and in these schools that could put something together that they could be a part of it. It could be an internship for the SWAC. You, you can flip it however you want it. And you don't do I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me how you do not have a SWAC, a SWAC dedicated media like here, here is, I mean, I mean, you get more media from the Facebook groups of the SWAC than you do from the actual SWAC. Yeah, you're right. I look at it like this, and like I said, I go back to the SEC network. I believe in all things that like 
somebody paves the way with a, a platform, then you can kind of just build off of what's already been there. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel, but sometimes you can put some rims on the wheel. Sometimes you can do some different things with it. You can get different size wheels. You know, and for the, and for the, the swag, we have the schools, we have the young people, we have to engage the students. And when it comes to our athletic departments, our athletic departments have to be open and willing to do the job in order to put the information out there. That's another thing about it. Having to do the job in order to keep up with the demand of putting the information out there, putting the storylines out there, and actually doing the homework and digging and find the stories. Every student that goes to school in this conference should know who Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Eddie Robertson, just, just names off the top of my head because I know them, but everybody should know the history of our conference just like anybody in the SEC or any other conference particularly knows who they're, who's been at those schools in the conference. But you got to engage them. You got to have a plan. I think it starts with the SWAC office. The SWAC commissioner should get with the, the, the SWAC presidents and the, the chancellors and say, hey, look, what resource do each one of your schools have? All right, if your school has a public relations, if your school has a radio station, if your school has this, if your school has that, you got to bring all this together, bro, and you got to figure out what each one of these schools has to offer so then we can use it. And then you find out the storylines behind each one of those institutions. What can we sell? What can we grow? What's special about your school? Because each school is different, but you have to then be able to sell it and put it out there. Then you mark it together then you're able to grow together, but you can't do it individually because when you do it individually, then it's always what you see with Jackson State. People are saying, well, is what Dion doing? Is it really benefiting the rest of the schools or is it Facts. really benefiting him? It is benefiting Facts. him. He's telling the story along with the other schools, but unfortunately he's the only one doing it. So he can't help put you out there along with his stuff if he's the only one doing it. Exactly. And the only one that wants to do it because when you come in, when you come in guns blazing and everybody else is looking at you like, you know, why are you doing so much? But he's like, why are you not doing enough? Because, listen, I once again. And he's I'm, not really doing a lot. I mean, what he's doing is 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 is, is pretty simple. It's pretty simple. He's getting to tell his story. And it's, it's not hard at all. And this is stuff what we think is hard for him. The students on campus can run circles doing this stuff because they do it all day, every day. All day, every day. Their own networks with their friends. Exactly. I mean, and you have micro influencers at your school. I've seen athletes with fifteen thousand, a hundred thousand followers. I've seen, I've seen uh, the the girl dancers. I've seen the girl volleyball players with like seven thousand followers. You have nothing but micro influencers all over your campus. They can make things happen. And they can do it at a high level that you probably couldn't do. So if you just put it all together, it could be something really, really special. It really could. Now, moving on, where does the MEAC go from here? Okay. We know I think there's currently, what, six schools in the conference that are playing football, that, are, that have football programs. Um, what schools can, can or would you see moving up to help, like coming from D2 to go to the MEAC? Or do you see the MEAC? Honestly, disbanding, you know what I'm saying? Because with all the conference realignment stuff. I, I honestly don't see any D2 schools moving up. I mean, Savannah State tried it, and it was rough. You know, and they tried it out for a couple of years and realized, you know what, just towards our budget and towards our competition, this is not an easy transition. You know, something I've always thrown out there is, especially when we start talking about these type of conferences that have always traditionally been – HBCUs, what does a traditionally rich HBCU conference look like if it starts to reach out to a team that is not an HBCU? 
You know, and how does that work when you can come and say, you know what, we got a celebration bowl. Although you may get that one bid out of your conference to go to a, a playoff game, we have a celebration bowl where if you run the tables, you get this opportunity to get on a national network, you get a buyout, you get guaranteed money, and it's going to be better than the situation that you're in now because outside of really the SWAC and the MEAC and maybe the Missouri Valley Conference and a couple of others, how big of an influence are FCS conferences, no matter who wins and who doesn't win? You know, so to be able to be in that spotlight in a conference like me, does this open up better opportunity for you when you talk about recruiting or doing other things? But at the same time, a team might have to look and say, well, why did Hampton, North Carolina, and and Bethune, Cookman, and Florida, and Italy, if that's the case? You know, so I, I really don't know what the MEAC. The MEAC is kind of in a situation where I don't think it'll dissolve away, but I think it may just kind of be stuck with what it has and have to roll with it. From what I've heard from a couple people um, outside of myself, because I don't really follow the MEAC that heavily, but I, I've kind of dibbly and dab, is that they see Kentucky State, uh, them maybe moving up, um, uh, Virginia State, I think the one, I think that's the one that Reggie Barlow coaches at. Uh, they they can see them moving up, and a lot of people want to see Bowie move up. You know, they they you know Bowie has been dominating that D two level. They they I mean it's right in that market. It's it's still on that line. So you know, seeing Bowie State move up and things like that. So I think there might be a few teams, but you know, I don't know all the finances behind it and the bid and all that kind of stuff. Um, and anything like that. But with with D two schools moving up. To me, the only issue that you co you constantly fall back into is that if they're not a like okay, like a Bowie State who might who might run the who can go deep in the playoffs, or you know another school that's a D two school that can go deep in the playoffs, you're not bringing much value. If these teams aren't winning national championships, you're just adding bodies that are just making is going to drown your conference out because they we you already the MEAC was rated, I believe the worst conference, the second to worst or the worst conference when it comes to strength of schedule, like just in conference play period. So if you're bringing up a D2 school to add to your thing and they have not won at a high level to where people are like, wow, they're coming to your conference. You're just adding another body that's not helping your conference other than numbers. That's what I see. Yeah, so, you're right. And I think, I think that's what happened like with Savannah State. I mean, they didn't really help at anything they were just another body out there but they realized the, the whoopings you was getting each and every week and how brutal it is <laughs> to actually be a division one program yeah that's that's yeah that's tough that's the, I, I mean i i feel like the meek has i feel like the meek's at a fork in a row right here because you only got 16s i know if you go any less than that that you probably won't be uh i think that i think i still think you're allowed to be in the celebration bowl if i'm not mistaken i don't know if, if you have to have a certain amount of teams but i believe you do because you know you gotta have a champion come out of it i think they're at a fork in a row with the new commissioner uh, there has to be there has to be some type of movement you have to start grabbing players you have to start grabbing teams to move them up you know what I'm saying? If, if it is a Virginia State, if it is a buoy, something has to happen because you can't consistently think that your conference is going to be is going to is going to hold itself down with six teams. Like, let's be real. And none of these teams are in the playoff. None of these teams are winning uh, are, are battling realistic FCS out of conference players. I mean, opponents and winning. It's, that was North Carolina A&T's job. 
You know, that's what kept the MEAC in such high esteem because you had one team in the conference kicking butt out of the conference. So now they're getting this look. And now when you beat them or if you do beat them, you're looked at a certain um, you're looked at a certain in a certain esteem in a certain light. So uh, it, it's they, they have a lot of doing. They have a lot of moving parts to get that right. But some sooner or later is going to have to go. And my last question for this section is celebrity coaches. All right. It's a wave. And we all know who started it, all right? Dion, Dion brought that wave in with, with celebrity coaches and with him having the him, – him, Dion being a resource to the school, not just a high-name coach that's just going to coach. No, he is a bona fide resource. Do you see more celebrity ex-NFL player coaches coming to the SWAC? Do you see it as a help, a hurt, a hindrance? What do you say to that? I think everybody got blinded by because it was Deion Sanders. But just because Deion Sanders is a celebrity, it's not many celebrity guys that was former players that has the charisma and the personality that Deion Sanders brings. And that I'm going to say what I want to say. I, I like the spotlight. I'm going to showcase everything. And I think we've gotten confused thinking because if Deion can do it, any other coach can do it. But that's not necessarily the case. Dion is a one in a million. He's a, he's an individual that it's hard to recreate that. And I think because of what he's creating, what we see, we think anybody can come in who's a former coach or some form of celebrity, uh, former player, and can come in and create that same type of energy. And it doesn't work like that. And Dion is in a position where he's made his money. He has the respect no matter who it is. He's been on all of these networks. He's been in front of a camera a long time. That's why his name is Primetime. And I think everybody as a celebrity is in prime time. Everybody doesn't catch the attention of corporations and networks the same way that Dion does. So I don't think just because they're a celebrity or a former NFL guy or a big name guy that doesn't necessarily equate to resource and success for certain institutions. I think Dion, being the individual that he is, created that. And now we all feel like because he's done it, that anybody can come in and do it. Eddie George is the complete opposite of what Deion Sanders is. And you see, it's not quite the same hype that you're getting with Eddie George at Tennessee State, the same way that you're getting at Jackson State. So I'm not really a fan of it. I think getting guys who, who are worthy of being coaches. There are guys out there that have been coaching for years that are affording a lot of the opportunity to be head coaches, particularly at HBCUs, if they get that shot. And I don't think just because you're a celebrity and you come in and you talk a good talk, that that should necessarily put you in a driver's seat to be a head coach when you got guys out here who's been coaches and putting in work year after year uh, throughout their careers. I think there's a, I, uh, I don't want to say I totally disagree with you. I'm, I'm more like 70, 30 disagreeing with you because I do agree with you that there is only one Deion Sanders. We can make that, we can make that distinguishment and there's no comparison to that. But I do believe that you can walk, if you get a certain type of player, if you get a certain type of ex-NFL coach that you can compete for recruits, you can compete for time, for, uh, for um, uh, I'll say like, you know, TV time or whatever, and it builds a sort of rivalry in itself. If Ed Reed 
was to go to Southern. I don't give a damn what anybody's talking about. Southern becomes the next, <laughs> it becomes the next big topic. It becomes the next big topic because of the simple fact it's one is Ed Reed. Let's not act like Ed Reed in his own right does not have his own stuff together. And he, he has this, he's not Dion-ish because he's not all glitz and glamour and chains. And you know, when you see of Dion, that's what you think. Ed Reed is a uh, I put my I, I, I go to work. I get it. I get the job done. And he's coached at college. He's coached in the NFL. He does have the pedigree. And when you bring Ed, you bring resources, i.e. the whole you. You bring you bring all the University of Miami with you. You know what I'm saying? So you're not now you have now your school is getting talked about by Michael Irvin on NFL Game Day. Now it's talked about Ray Lewis on his HBO show. Now you're talked about Reggie Wayne when he the all, all the you is going to back you. Even um Edgerin James, all them boys are going to meet you where you at. So yes, Dion comes with his own, but every other player does as well. Now I do agree with you that there are some coaches out there that I feel as though can't get the job done. But my thing is, and what I stand on is this, is that what you're battling for against Dion is not publicity. You're battling those, those fringy three and four star players that don't go to HBCUs. That's what you're battling against. You're battling against a James Houston choosing you over J Jackson state. That's what you're trying to get. And if you have Ed Reed and Dion walking in your house, it all depends on, what that player's feeling. If he's a Florida boy and he grew up and his dad talking about the U and stuff like that, he might grow with Ed Reed or if he's a Ravens fan or if he's a, you, you see what I'm saying? So I think that's, to me, that's what, you, that's what you're battling for. You'll get the TV time because it's Ed Reed. But what you're truly battling for is those fringe three and four star players who are either in the transfer portal, who are high school athletes that now Dion is talking to them and you're like, okay, Dion called me. But at the same time, it's, oh shit, Ed Reed just called me. You know what I'm saying? And now they're battling over these kids. And that's what I want to see. And I think that's what's most interesting. And then let's not act. Jackson State and Jackson State in the Southern will be one of the biggest games of the year. You might have to move that to a neutral location because if you got Ed Reed on one side and you got um Deion Sanders on the other side, everybody in a mama gonna be at that game. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But it's I, I put it to you like this: it's that already. But give me five guys that you would consider celebrity coaches outside of Ed Reed. Give me five guys that you think could be game changers uh, for the sweat. Hugh Jackson. I think Hugh Jackson would be a game changer. Um, I like, I would have liked Marshall Falk, but I know he has a lot of stuff going on, like um, issue-wise. Um, this one's a, a straight flyer, which would be Ray Lewis. That's a straight flyer. I, I I don't believe Ed want. I mean, I don't believe Ray Lewis wants to coach, but that's a straight flyer. Um, and I think any NFL former assistant, any any NFL assistant, any former NFL assistant, I think I'll even take a Kevin Sumlin. I'll take a high profile SEC coach that came down. I'll take something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just. They have to have a brand. That's what I'm looking for if I'm talking about celebrity coach. You have to have a brand all by yourself because what you what I need you to do is I need you to mold this thing appropriately, right? So when 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 Dion stepped on Jackson State, there's nothing that Jackson State could have told Dion that he was gonna say, like, like, bro, no, this is this is me. I don't all these Jackson State fans, I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. You are clay. 
and Jack and Dion is the is the whatever they call that person that make he's the clay molder, whatever they call them people. He's the potter. <laughs> he's, that's what that's what he is. And that's what you need for these schools in the swag. You can live off that 1980 and 1970 stuff. That's cool. But that has no validity right now because you're not in the spot like like you used to be. So you need somebody whose brand brings eyes to the school. Then you kind of you're like then you're kind of person like me, like, oh, this is pretty cool. I didn't I didn't know y'all did this down here. Oh, that's that's dope. Okay, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, black people. Okay, I like this. That's what that's what you need to happen. You know what I'm saying? You guys don't have no curb appeal. There we go. I've been looking for that. Y'all don't got no curb appeal. You drive past a house and you and everything inside the house is what you want, but on the outside, you're like, oh, why the roof look like that? Why the grass ain't cut? Why the why the bushes ain't like, oh, I don't want to be here, but you get somebody like an Ed Reed who cleans up the outside. You're like, hey, let's, hey, babe, let's go check this out inside. You go walk inside. You're like, oh, shoot, I ain't know they, they got a sunroof. They got a, they got a movie theater here. I would have never get. That's what you guys need. And that's what the brand that you guys need to be bringing up. And that's, that's my point. So it doesn't have to be a ex NFL player. I would like it to be, but a Hugh Jackson, a former assistant. I'll take a, I don't really like Lovey Smith. He's a hit or miss for me. Uh, but just somebody with a brand on their own, and I, I can rock with it. We might as well get Denzel Washington in, man. Hey! <laughs> man, remember to tell you, turn him into Coach Boone. Keep playing with him. Turn y'all boys, boys right into Coach Boone. All right, last question. Any realism to seeing a SWAC school move to FBS? Man, this is the hottest topic on everybody's plateau. I've, I've, I've heard this from so many different angles. I want to hear from you. Who would you want to see go? And do you think it should be a package deal with some of these schools? This is a tough one because you're starting to see it on FCS level right now. I just saw something earlier today. Jacksonville State and Sam Houston are looking like they're going to take an invite to go over to the Conference USA. So they're going to mm -hmm. jump up. Then you look at uh, Magnese, who is currently in the Southland. They're jumping over into the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference, in which all of the Texas schools already pretty much left the Southland and moved over. But when you start talking about jumping up to FBS, uh, that's tough. And I mean, look at fam. You tried it years ago in the early 2000s, and it didn't really work out too well. Uh, I think it would have to be a package deal. Uh, I think you would have to bring someone along in order to – help bring value to whatever conference that you're going to, because if you don't, you're going to look at having to form new rivals and uh, a, a lot of new interest for your fan base to have to come out to the games. Uh, you look at the attendance now at a lot of games and you wonder why HBCU tennis has led FCS for so long. It's because of the matchups. People will show up to watch a, a Southern Jackson State, but are they going to watch uh, a Jackson State versus uh, a Northwestern State? Or, you know, I, I just don't think that same interest will be there. And I think our fans for so long have become accustomed to what excites them because HBCU sports are more than just football, especially when you talk about game day atmosphere, football games. It's about the entire thing. And will our fans be willing to grow out of that atmosphere and that experience to only solely be ready for football? Because you're not going to get none of that experience anymore if you move up to FBS and you start taking on these other schools, whether you move, you start out in the Conference USA or you start out in the Sun Belt or one of those type of conferences. You're not going to get that anymore. You're going to solely be there for football. And will we be willing 
And will we be ready to be there solely for football? Because right now, I don't think we are. Oh, it's a hell no. That's a hell no. I can tell you that right now. I think the only school that would be there for football is FAMU. That's that's the only school I I could I would they wouldn't have all their super attendance, but their their fans are going to show up strictly because of football. They love it. They want to support it and everything like that. Um, I don't think any other school, maybe Jackson State, Jackson State just travels anyway. So I'm gonna give them by default, not because they actually care about the game if they were playing a PWI. I think FAMU fans are truly if because they they believe playoffs. They believe in that stuff. They believe in going to a national championship. They they want to do those things. Like I really feel as though if their program was in a position to get to the playoffs or have to do something to move a schedule, move a game back, they would do that to get into the playoffs. I believe that's how that's how much that administration in school believes in that. Um, the issue I have with HBCU fans is that instead of seeing just a good football game, you want the pageantry for what? Like, don't get me wrong. I get the rivalry. I'm not, I'm less, I'm not, listen, rival games are rival games. We'll put that in its own box because everybody wants to see those. I'm talking about just a straight great matchup. Why would you not want to go to see a game between, you know, uh, uh, um, a James Madison and the Jackson State? Why would you not want to go see that? Because they're not black, but they don't have a black band because it's not an all black school. That does not make sense to me. And that's the part where of, of SWAC, I have to drop the ball with them and I, I, I have to leave them alone because I'm like, what are you here for? Are you here just for, oh, we have attendance. Oh, we do this. Oh, but you're not really winning anything. See, you want all the publicity without the actual work to win. That's the problem I have. And that's what I feel like Dion gave Jackson State. They gave them publicity without actually having to do anything realistically other than to win the swag. Oh, we win the swag. Oh, my God, we're so great. Okay, so what? So what? That's But that's all that matters to y'all. So it, that's the frustrating part when I when I hear and I and I listen to swag fans talk. It's like you're just okay to be okay. Like go go beat some, go go play some football where you're you're you have a great it's a great matchup that is like oh my god like they're really playing this school I can't wait to see it but it's you guys have that mentality just because it's a it's a it's a SWAT game oh I can't wait to see us go against UAPB for what they're not on your level they they suck you're great oh but it's a SWAT game okay whatever you know what I'm saying like no go play somebody like Go out of the conference and go play somebody. And just because they're all PWI, people don't want to show up. Like, it, I don't get it, man. That's, I, that's, pre that's pretty much the only thing about this whole thing that always sets me off is like, you guys are just okay with being okay. You're like, that's I the reason. Two things. I, go ahead, go ahead, Barry. I, I would say we like entertainment and look at the form of the entertainment. We like the, we want to see the dancing, we want to hear the noise, we want to see the stuff. It's got to be a part of that. And, and, and one of the big questions all the time around the swag, if you go to a game and you're on the road and you at somebody else's stadium, the first thing they're going to ask you is, is your band coming? You know, that's just one of those questions where everybody wants to know, is your band coming? That's because we've grown accustomed. And I think at the same time, as much as we've become accustomed to that, we've grown to disconnect to the rest of the FCS because we've been in our own bubble. We've created our own championship games. We have disassociated ourselves really from the playoffs. Now you're talking about having a celebration bowl. We're within our own bubble. And it's like, 
why stuff out of our bubble? That's like somebody being in the hood and never went on the other side of town to see it's more to it than just the hood. You think the hood has been the whole city your entire life, but it's a whole nother part of the city out there for us. We got to realize that, but it's for the fans. Our fans aren't, and you learned this since you've been around. A lot of our fans aren't football fans. They are experienced fans. They there for the experience. They're not there for the football game. It shows people show up for halftime. A lot of people leave after halftime. Then you have your faithful fans. I'm a faithful fan, but I love football. But then yeah. you got a lot of people who criticize HBCU football and say, well, it ain't the highest level. Watching HBCU football is like watching high school or junior high. Look at the place. So it's a lot of disassociations where you look at it all the way around where how do you generate people? Because Quadis is kept, even though you're FBS and you're Division One, the interest really isn't there for a lot of those mid-major conferences and schools either. They're not. You know, they're not. You're absolutely, I have to give you credit. They're not. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when people say, oh, Scotty, look outside, like, I'm not, no, like, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a worry about what I'm, where I'm at right now. Because all I'm saying to this is this. And I, and I say this. I, I say this. Even at the same time, just because you're good don't necessarily mean it's going to equate to more people in the stands and more interest. Look at schools like Sam Houston State. Look at schools like North Dakota State and uh, James Madison. I mean, do you really know about those schools? We know North Dakota State because they won so many championships in a row and a row and a row. But how much do we know about Montana and Montana State and the rest of those schools that is an FCS? But they're but winning. But how much do we really? They'll flip it on you the same way. They'll flip it on you the same way. North Dakota, North Dakota State would say, "What? I don't know nothing about no Jackson State. They don't win nothing." They, that's what they would say. Right now, they would they would know about you now I don't because think it's of, really you know, a winning formula in this. Yep, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's like it's whatever whatever side of the fence you're on. The fence is so high you don't really even care what's on the other side. You're just like you're just saying you're just saying. Oh, I heard somebody's over there, but I don't really know. And the other side is saying, Yeah, I heard somebody's over there too, and I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? So it can go both ways. They'll both look at you. They'll say the same thing about y'all. They're like, they don't they, they don't win nothing. Like. I, I've heard BJ, I've heard BJ Jones say this on spaces, right? I've heard him say this. He said, we have, you guys, are, he said, I'm a paraphrase this. I don't want to put nowhere. I'm paraphrasing. But he said, we have insulated ourselves so much because we got tired of getting our butt whoops. That's what, that's what it was. He said, we, yeah. we insulated ourselves so much because we got tired of losing. You'll go to the first round. You'll go here. We'll get beat. We'll go out of conference. We'll get beat. We'll do this. We'll get beat. So then we just insulated ourselves. And now we have our own bowl. We have this. We have that. And then now he said the flip side of that is now teams are kind of being good. Now you want to look outside saying, I think we can do this. I no, you have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to build your program. With, with losses comes where I find out where my team is weak at, where we need a better recruit at, and things like that. And I don't think the SWAC was ready for the smoke. Y'all were not. That's why you insulated yourself so much. And now you're like a you're like a a, a, a caged lion. You don't know how you don't know what it is like to be in the wild anymore. You don't know what that looks like. You're so you've been so caged in and you've been fed steak and you've been you didn't have to go kill nothing. You you've been given all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You've been given the celebration bowl. You've been given this. You've been given that. You know what I'm saying? And listen, I know all you old heads are going to be like Scotty po politics. And we would I, I'm not talking, I know exactly where you're going with it. I, I've heard it. I miss me with that. What I'm saying is, is that you've been so caged in 
that you don't know how to go kill anything anymore. So if they let you back out in the wild, you're going to look dumbfounded. And the only people that's going to be prepared is Jackson State because Dion is used to going out there and going getting it and killing it and bringing it back. You know what I'm saying? But the rest of the schools, I can't say they, they can do the same. That's all I'm saying. But uh, no, let's I, take a couple- on that. I think. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say well, we're gonna take a couple calls, but go ahead and finish your point and we'll take a couple calls after that. No, I'm good. You know, I just say I think it's one of those lose-lose situations with us. It's almost like you said, we've been so in this bubble for so long, we've kind of gotten content with our own way. Now, I think one thing about it is because we are in the bubble that we have, let's enhance it and let's grow it with all the eyes on it. We don't necessarily have to say, let's go play the James Madisons in the North Coast States. But let's also increase our talent pool. Let's also increase our competition amongst each other. And uh, every now and again, you do go schedule one of those schools. I'm not much of a fan. I had a talk with one of my friends the other day. I'm not much of a fan of us scheduling the Division II schools. And I get it. But then we wonder why when the FCS polls come out, why aren't you ranked here? Why aren't you ranked there? But they're not care. They don't care about those Division II schools that you're playing. They want to know, did you go play Sam Houston? Did you go play Magnese? Did you go play this school and that school? Because a lot of these other conferences, let's look at the Missouri Valley Conference, for example. You know, you'll have a team in that conference, although they may have three losses, they're still in the top 25. You know why? They played four or five teams on their schedule that was all FCS oh, top 25. How yeah. many SWAC schools play an FCS top 25 opponent where you play them regularly at that? And, and, and I'm going to say this, and then we're going to get to the callers. My thing, right, and I agree with you, Perry, but it's not even that I feel that, you know, the white schools are better. It's politics. We've all been in situations at our job. It's, poli- it's strictly politics. These are the school these, these people are ranking, let's say, white critics. The white critics are, are ranking white schools. No shot to you, Blue. I know you're my boy. I, I know. I know they, they got some top talent, so no shot to you, Blue. But, you know, they're ranking these schools. And you feel you should be up there. Well, just go schedule a gosh darn school and go beat them. Don't be, don't say, well, they'll never let us in the party. No, go schedule one of them, go beat them. And then when they don't put you up there, then you look at them sideways like, see, this this is what I'm talking about. We go do what we, we go, we do what you ask us to do. And then, you know, then we still don't get rewarded for it. That's completely different than complaining about it and never even trying. Oh, we don't get no love. You don't try nothing. We don't care about the FCS polls, though. We care more about who's the HBCU polls, what's the top five HBCU teams. We put more credit into that than what team uh, HBCU is in the FCS polls. You surprising me? Because on these SWAT groups, all I see is Jackson State ranked 16th <laughs> in the coaches' poll. Jackson State ranked 20th in the FCS poll. They didn't give a damn about that in the beginning of the season. Ain't nobody say nothing about no polls until all of a sudden they schools start ranking up on them. And they be like, oh, better check this out. Better check this out. No, Bama's. Y'all ain't care. I don't care. I don't want to hear none of that. Then they, then they want to call in, oh, Scotty, you think you can win a national championship? Oh, Scotty, you think we can run the table? Oh, Scotty, you think we go to Big 12? No. No, because you didn't feel that way in the beginning. Hell no. All right, let me take this first caller. <laughs> hey, caller, you live. Talk to us. Hello? Caller, you live. Uh-oh. Let me see. I'm going to try another one, see if it's not my stuff again. Do-do-do. Hey, caller, you live. Talk to us. 
Oh my gosh, here we go again. Let me see. I'm gonna try. Hey, real quick, uh, Perry. Uh, let me. I'm gonna try to get this stuff started back up. If not, then I'm gonna have to. I, I don't know what has been going on with my stuff. I really don't. Uh, let me see. Do 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 do. There are eight participants in the conference. All right, let me see. Hey, Carla, you live. Talk to us. What's going on, Mr. Scott? How are you today? Good, good. Hey, uh, Perry, can you hear him? Good. Yeah, I hear him. Can okay. you hear me? Okay, Perry, miss you on that Jaguars Journal show for a while there, boy. Look. Um, you said you missed me on the Jaguar Journal? Yeah. Uh, look, let, let me say this about what you guys are discussing. Uh, with all due respect and coach, you know, Perry, I love it, but a lot, a lot of these folks you, you're talking about the attendance schedule. I mean, I mean, for not the attendance schedule, but the attendance of, of going to these schools and playing and not showing up. It's just the opposite. I mean, the SWAC schools in particular, Southern Jackson state and Graham have been playing PWIs for like since forever. You know, we, we go to their schools, pack the house, you know, give them capacity crowds, and when you return game, they don't bring anybody. That's the fact of the matter. I mean, we, we, we've known for doing that so much. You had the Sun Belt and the Conference USA. That's when they started scheduling us to come. They helped them with their attendance when they got in, in trouble. Now, I'll give you an example you know, just 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 saying, you know, all the Raging Cajun ULL team, they got their top ten attendance marks in history. Number ten was Tulane for twenty uh, twenty nine thousand seven hundred fifty eight fans. Troy was twenty nine thousand seven seventy five at nine. New Mexico State was at number eight at thirty thousand twenty eight. Arkansas State at number seven thirty thousand one seventy six. North Texas at number six at thirty two thousand eight twenty three. McNeese State at number five at 33,828. Alabama, we're talking about the University of Alabama. When they came to ULL, the attendance was at 36,133. Southern came in third the first time we played them at 36,170 at an all-time record. At that time, it was number one. They played Texas A&M the following year at 38,783. They had a repeat game with Southern. Not only did it break ULL attendance record, it broke the Sun Belt Conference attendance record at 41,357. So it's point? just a false normal that we don't travel to those games. But what's your point, though? We're the one that travel. They what, don't. What, they what, don't travel to what, us. Put the date on that. Put the date on that. Don't, 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 no, don't. Hold on. Before you get up out of here. Okay, you you can Google it. You can no, Google no, it. Said, Just the, Google. No, put the date on Cajun it. You read it. You read it. You can Google. You read it. Put the date on there. Nineteen eighty what? Nineteen eighty what? It was no nineteen. It was, it was two thousand nine, Scott. It was two thousand nine. Okay, I'll give you that then. Right. I'll give you that. Well, you don't have to give me nothing. Just Google it yourself. You're like ready. I said, the most people, the problem is you get information. Unfortunately, people who are in the conference 
don't know just as little as you do, but at least you have an excuse. So you got one game. And so, I'm not so trying to be, about, you know, rude. So talk, no, no, you know, I'm just saying. I'll get with you. You're talking about one game over a conference, and I, and we're talking about – and it's not just me. First of all, wait, wait. Dad, you only played one. You only played three out of conference games. I let you go. I let you go. I let you go. My whole point is this. You're you're one person, and I've heard it from numerous alumni that you guys don't travel. And you're picking out one game. You're picking out one game where you guys are you going against Lafayette. What about if you went out of state? That's an in-home game. So I would assume you're going to show up in an in-home game. I would hope you do, right? Is that not in Louisiana? Yes or no? <laughs> is that not in Louisiana? Yes or no? 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 That's the question I'm asking. I'm not going. I'm not going to do this. Yes or no nonsense. Next, next question. I'm not. I'm not because I'm asking you a question. You're not answering. I don't got time for that. My bad, Mr. Perry. Hey, caller, you lie. Talk to us. What's going on, T? What's up? Talk to me down real quick. Um, I'm, you know, I was waiting on you to get on this, back on this topic. This is Bobby from Tampa, man. Talk to me. Um, when FAMU attempted to move to 1A, it was a terrible time for the school to try to make that move. Administration and the athletic department were not on the same page. Um, and it turned out terrible not because FAMU wasn't in a position to do it, but we had just lost our president, um, just lost our athletic director. They tried to make a move without talking to the coaches. <laughs> and we ended up losing like an entire recruiting class full of Division I transfers, which at the time you lost the year eligibility if you went from a Division A school to another Division A school, where now that's not the case. If a HBCU was in a position, meaning enrollments up, alum, um, alumni and students and fans are traveling, people are buying merchandise, and um, the team has shown success over a couple of years, make the jump. Make the jump. Because all it takes is one to make the jump, have some semblance of success, and it would help out. Everybody. Um, but I hate when people say, oh, well, Fanny tried to make the move in the early 2000s. And look what happened to them. No, school was already in shambles and then tried to make a move, which doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there were a lot of politics behind all that. I'm not going to get into that on YouTube. But it was just a bad move. Okay, so you're saying that uh, a school can make the jump. You just have to, all the ducks have to be in a row, pretty much. All the ducks got to be in a row, and the administration has to be on the same page with the coach. Administration, because at the time when Billy Joe was um, was our was our head coach, we had just got college of the year. We were number one in the nation academically. Princeton Review, USA Today, college of the year. Our enrollment was we were setting records every year in enrollment. The football team was doing well, you know, better than average amongst HBCUs. And we had the following. And we had been going to the playoffs in previous years. And we showed the ability to travel to um, Appalachian State and to Troy and to um, Youngstown 
And things were kind of lined up right. And I think a blessing that FAM had at the downside of a tragedy was when the 100 was suspended for a year. The football team had to live a season without the band. And I think that helped overall as it relates to our fan base loving football and not being so stuck on the band because we had to do a whole year with no band. And that's tough, especially in the especially in the HBCU culture. That's 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 damn near death. I don't even know if you're gonna fill the stadium out if you ain't gonna have no band there. That's real talk. <laughs> like, there were no there were no record attendance, but some of the games did do well. All right, appreciate the call, my boy. Yeah, man, y'all have y'all be. So okay, let me let me let me address the last caller, not this caller, but the last caller. I don't. You being right is not the point. That's 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 not my point. My point is is I'm asking you a question. Is ULL in the state of Louisiana, yes or no? That is a yes or no question. All that other shit you're talking about, I don't care. I'm asking you a specific question. Is ULL in the state of Louisiana? You're ducking and dodging, but you want to be right, but you won't answer a question. I don't give a damn if you're right or wrong. I do not care. If you're right, congratulations, you're right. If you're not, okay, it happens. But if I'm asking you a question, answer my question. If not, move along. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. What's up, Mr. Ford? You got a question or a comment? You know, I got a comment. Talk to me. Uh, let me turn this TV down here. Hold on. Because I'm one of them uh, old heads you say going to complain. You're right, because I've been keeping up with the swag since 1969. Uh, first of all, I'm like you, and you're correct. I want to I give my condolence to the family of the football player that was killed down at Albany State in the Harbor accident, I think, with a city bus. I think it was a city yeah, bus. Yeah, it was a city bus. On campus yeah. Hit him. Yeah. And I want to, I, I too want to express my condolences. Uh, Albany State is the school where my mother graduated from, 1961. Okay, let me just start off with this. You say, what's my point? My point is this. There ain't no black school, SWAC, MEAC, SIAC, none of them schools. We don't have the money to compete with a uh, North Dakota State or James Madison. Let me tell you something. North Dakota State is a school that's pretending to be FCS. They're actually an FBS school. If North Dakota came down here to Atlanta and played Georgia Tech, I would pick North Dakota State. That's the kind of program they got. Okay? I don't care all them boys Dion got right now. Dion couldn't beat James Madison right now. And they are F, F, uh, FCS. We don't have the money. And you know I done repeated this over and over. It's just like me. I'm a teacher with my salary trying to live in the same neighborhood with Trevor Lawrence or, 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 or one of them rich quarterbacks in the NFL. We need to stay in our lane. I know you don't understand this, but separation is good for us. We, we, see, here's the thing. You know, you always make the statement. You say that my swack hours are not uh, uh, are low. You're correct, because I'm going to tell you something. All that stuff that you're trying to tell us we need to do in the swag, it's already been tried. Your last caller just told you what happened to FAMU. Listen, the people at North Carolina A&T and the people at Hampton here in Atlanta are pissed off with their, with their presidents, with their athletic director. The people at A&T that's here in Atlanta, they pissed off because A&T ain't getting ready to be dominant no more. 
until they get out that conference. Okay, it got so bad at Hampton, like you said, they joined the white conference because they feel like the white man water is colder. So now what happened was the alumni pissed off. They told them, you got to go back and play Norfolk. you got to go back and play Howard. So I'm going to say this to y'all. I'm happy with where the swag at. But like I said, I know some of y'all, that white man water colder. Y'all got to be with the white man, and you don't feel correct unless you're living in the white man neighborhood, unless you live, you, you marrying the white man daughter and all that stuff. I'm proud of the swag. I'm proud of me being black, and I don't have to run behind white folks, okay? Mr. So I understand y'all. That's, that's y'all ill. I know y'all like that, but I'm just not like yeah. that. And you're right. What is my point? We no, don't have to. It, it, it ain't no. like that. Hold on, hold on, Mr. Ford. Okay. Uh, Hold on, go ahead, Perry. You know, I look at it, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I agree. That's why I said remaining in our bubble. What I said is, how do we now enhance and evolve what we have? I ain't saying we got to go do this and we got to go do that. I've grown up in the swag my entire life. All the swag got to do is meet with Kathy Hughes. This boy Byron Allen is trying to buy up everything. Don't you, you y'all, do you not know Byron Allen with up these black schools? I don't know what Oprah would do, I, but we don't that, have but I think we gotta understand the administration. People like that you can talk with. When I was in college back in the in the seventies, uh, late seventies, Rudy Hubbard was the only black coach who had a national. Uh, TV show, and that was because of Ted Turner. He had him on TBS. We would see all of the Alabamas, the Notre Dame, we see all of those shows. The only black show that was shown was FAMU under Rudy Hubbard because he had a, uh, FAMU had a contract with TBS. They can do this again. But like I said, the reason that y'all saying all that, a lot of the stuff you're saying and is incorrect is because you haven't studied history. Mr. Ford. Ain't Mr. nothing Ford. new under the sun. Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford. Listen, can I, Mr. Can okay. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? I just listen. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Okay. I don't need you to expound. I'm just gonna ask you. Just listen to my questions. What was gas okay. when you were a kid? When you was a kid, what was gas? What was the price of gas when you was a kid? Uh, I think it was twenty-seven cents. Twenty-seven cents. When you were in college, how much it was, was gas? Okay, my freshman year in college, it was sixty-eight cents a gallon. Sixty-eight cents. You're, I don't know how, I won't, I don't want to disrespect you with your age. What, how much is gas now? Yeah. I just put some in a regular was 333. So what I'm telling you is, is things change in life. Things change. Things go. And that's called, that's pure, that's pure inflation, but things change. I'm not telling you to get in a bidding war with North Dakota state. I completely understand. Mr. Campbell has drilled it in my head. Their budget and our budget are not the same. All I'm simply telling you is, is if a Jacksonville, I want if a Jacksonville state can go toe to toe with a Florida state in football, I'm not talking about funding. That is not my argument at all. I am talking about on the football field, you can make an impact. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying go go play these football teams in a game of football, Mr. Ford. In your lifetime, you have probably seen more upsets than you can count. That's what I am referring to. I don't care about a financial budget. I don't talk finances. I don't care about the politics because I don't know them. I only speak in my lane, which is football. Anytime I'm talking about something and comparing something, it's strictly football. And if you want to be the best, you have 
have to go play the best. I don't care if it's a white man. I don't care if they're polka dot. I don't give a damn if they striped. That's who people say are the best. Go play them. That's all I'm saying to you. If it's me, if that means you got to go to their facility, that's what you got to do. If they got to come to your facility, that's what it has to happen. But when it comes to competing and moving up and all the finances that go with that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care nothing about that. All I care about is I'm tired of seeing swacked. I, I can't, I can't say I'm tired of seeing. I only been here for a little bit. It bothered me to see that the only games they want to do is a money game, a division two game. And now they're back into the SWAT conference that does nothing for the brand of football. You're pushing. If you want to keep with the pageantry and the celebratory stuff and all that stuff you want to talk about. Cool. Don't, I don't want to hear shit about some playoffs. I don't want to hear shit about some polls. I'm not cussing at you, Mr. Four. I'm talking about all the people who call in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So I understand. That, but that's, that's my only yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, see, here, here's the situation. You want the swag to invade another man's yard. It's not going to happen. Let, let me give you an example of what I mean by right. that. Last week, Tennessee State had its homecoming at Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. They, had, they barely had 8,000 people at the game. Now, the week before that, uh, Jackson State had Bethune-Cookman. I'm sorry, they had Alabama State in for their homecoming. They had 55,000. They had more people at that game than any other school in uh, Mississippi, including uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Now, here's what I'm telling you. When we try to join them people's conference, they destroy our programs. That's what they've done to Tennessee State. Listen, I tell anybody, Tennessee State, I've, I had a, a sit-down breakfast with Coach Joe Gilliam Sr. He was the head coach at the time at Tennessee State. He hated being in the OVC. He hated it. He thought it was the worst thing that they had to join the OVC. He, he didn't even have any respect for the OVC. I'm telling you now, I'm talking to people right now from North Carolina A&T who are upset. Not only is the alumni upset, the students are upset, okay, because they've gotten into a foreign environment that they can't handle. Now, like you, you just said, something about A&T beating people. Yeah, they was beating them. But listen, their program has been brought down. They've been cut down. I just told you. I talked to people from Hampton. They so pissed off about joining the Big South, okay? They wrote a letter. They had a national letter go around in which they told their president, we got to play Howard and we have to play Norfolk State. This joining them people's conferences is a death blow for us, whether y'all want to accept it or not. We can't play in that conference. They don't want us in that conference. If you go back and look at the history of the NCAA at one time, the NCAA didn't even want us. Blacks had to compete in the NAIA. And I'm telling y'all again, all of this stuff that you and Blue Blood and them talking, you're talking that because you don't know history. You don't know what's already been done. Those people don't want us in there. They don't want us. And when we get into that space, our schools and our programs. Go ahead, Pete. I'm with you, man. I'm talking about all I want to do is enhance what we have. I'm cool with what we have. I'm not saying we got to go join and do what they they doing. and We got to go play. We are in a good space. Now, I know I got to go. I know you're ready for me to get off. But let me tell you something. The SWAC is in a good place. And like I told you, we need to sit down and talk with Kathy Hughes. We need to sit down and talk with Byron Allen. As far as me, I is concerned, 
The MEAC is getting ready to fold, and guess what? It's their fault because they hadn't had any leadership in 20 years. They had the worst uh, commissioner in all of collegiate sports, and they gave him over $200,000 for 20 years. So if the MEAC falls, it's their fault. Listen, y'all have a good night. Appreciate it, Mr. Ford. This is my thing, right? I, uh, and, and at the end of the day, like, I like you can talk all this, and, I, and we can, and Listen, we can go back and forth. I'm going to stand. I'm, I'm going to die on my hill. It's no issue for me. My thing is this. You can talk all that stuff, but Tennessee State is beating conference, beating white schools in their conference. Like, yeah, they might have the fan and attendance that they, that they would like to have, but when it, you're, you're winning. North, you talk, you're, North Carolina T is mad because they're not playing sorry-ass competition no more and demolishing them. They're not going 10-1 and one in, anymore. They have to step up their game to compete with the people that they're in with now. You got to go see a Kennesaw State. You got to go see these schools in your conference now. You, were, you only played one of them in, in your year. Now you're seeing nine of them now. So, yeah, you got to step your game up. That's called elevating. You want to you want to downgrade yourself just to make you feel like big man on campus. That makes no sense. That's like you going. That's like that's like a high school team that's never won a high school game. Like if you let's say let's say Edna Carr, right? They had never won a high school game in high school. They're like, you know what? We're done with this. We're going to go to middle school. And then they run the middle school team. They're like, yeah, yeah, we killing y'all. We killing y'all. Like, bro, you're going against middle school. I don't care. We killing y'all. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Hey, Scotty. And, and I'll say this, you know, the thing about it is I I don't have a problem with what Mr. Ford was saying because I grew up HBCU sports. I've been watching HBCU football since I was since in the 90s. You know, I grew up in this. I'm entrenched in this. I, I love HBCU football. But the thing about it is how do we enhance what we have? That's what I was trying to get Mr. Ford to understand. How do we enhance what we have? Because We'll go lose to a middle of the pack one of those schools, although we'll go play them, and then we'll go do just fine within our own conference and then be our chest about it and then wonder why everybody looking at us and saying, well, they're not really that good because you go lose to a team that's barely 500 in another conference, but then you come in your conference and you do well. It's just a fact of how do we enhance that? How can we then make the quality of our own conference better by if we do play those schools, we beat them, and then we come to our own conference and be good amongst each other, that's where you know we can not only beat ourselves, but then we can beat them also. That that's I'm not the, saying oh, trade out and just stop and, and sell out what we have, but let's beat them. And then what we're doing is is because we're able it, to beat them, but we can show we can beat them. Then we come together, and it makes us look that much better amongst exactly. us. So then the celebration bowl has that much more respect. Thank you. That's the point. You can't keep beating up on yourselves and then think your conference is going to get elevated when you can't beat other teams. You can't even beat a uh, Alcorn can't even beat a a, a South Alabama. Um, you uh, PV got Molly Watt by UIW. I'm talking about 41 to nine. Like you can't tell me your football is good. Like no, like if Jackson State would have went out and beat ULM, right, and, I mean, they beat them, and then they come back to your conference, and let's say PV beats them in the SWAC championship, now you're looking at PV like, whoa, okay, 
there's something here. You see what I'm saying? That's what happens if your Alcorn goes out and beat a team. If your Southern goes out. If Southern goes out and beat McNeese, it was a great game. You just go out and beat a McNeese. Just do that. A Southern miss something. And you bring that back to your conference. Now people are looking at your conference like, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe they got something here. But if, listen, and this is my thing. If all you care is about the celebration, bro, I've made my suggestions about that. I said, why not make it a 14 playoff? Keep get, Just get more football for what you got. If you don't care about out-of-conference games, fine. I'll roll with you. My thing is, with all the eyes on, why not add more games to what you're already doing? Make the Celebration Bowl a 14 playoff. So now it seems more exciting and more invigorating. And now... The SWAC champion, the loser gets a shot at the Celebration Bowl. That means there might be a rematch. Plus the MEAC champion and the second runner-up. Now everybody's playing for the Celebration Bowl. That's exciting. That is exciting. That's something to it, get. It, it could be a four-team playoff. But if if, if the MEAC had more teams to play the championship itself, the championship, two championship games would be your de facto playoff games going into that. You got your two best teams from your conference. Regardless of the fact it was played on the field, no need to replay what was already done that season. If those two teams play for a championship, respectful, out of their divisions, and whoever wins that championship goes to the Celebration Bowl, then you roll with it. I'm cool nah. with the Celebration Bowl. I love nah. it. I've been twice. I'm nah. cool with the championship. Nah, nah. That's to me, no, because well, you want, listen, this is how I would do it, right? I would do it like this. If let's say you play for the SWAC, let's say, let's stay with me. Let's say the MEAC, because the MEAC doesn't have a championship game, right? So you'll take the first, you take the first runner up and the second runner up, and you'll take the the first, you you take the SWAC champion and you'll take the runner up in that. Then you'll base off their records, you'll see them. So the, you know the one and two are going to be the ones that won the championship, and then three or four could be switched, it could be rematches, it could be however you want to make it. But you know maybe the one will play the four, and you'll cross it. The, the okay, the the MEAC champion will play the SWAC runner up, and the SWAC champion will play the MEAC runner up. You You'll cross it up like that, and then you can play again for the Celebration Bowl. That is exciting because then you can have possibly two swag teams playing for the Celebration Bowl. That is interesting football for me. It might be a it might be Alcorn in Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl. Who wouldn't want to see that? See, that's what I'm saying. You're not adding. If you want to keep it in-house, make it the damn best in-house thing you can possibly have. Make it so damn good and interesting that people got to come out to it. But you can't just sit back and say, oh, yep, the best team from here, well, best team well, from here. And that's it. I think what you're looking at is still a, it's still early in the idea of what this could be. The Celebration Bowl was a five-year deal. And so, you know, with this new age thinking like this, you're still early in the process of what can work, what can't work. And I think put it all in, on us at one time is just a little too much too fast i think you give it some time i think these types of things will work itself out because you got to look you had the heritage bowl in the 90s and it worked and what did the heritage bowl do in terms of the MEAC? the MEAC sent this champion to the playoffs and they did sent their second best team to the heritage bowl now you have some instances where the second best team in the MEAC beat the swag champion for the heritage bowl so i get what you're saying in terms of having those type of matchups. But I think right now, still early on, it's the logistics of how do you make something like that work and can it be beneficial in terms of monetary gain? Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. That's why you got the college football playoffs. That's why you got everything in football the way that you see it today. It's not just about competition. It's about money. 
be money if you're if you if all I'm hearing from the swag people are saying is is simply saying, oh, we we keep everything in house because we come out, we show up. Black people want to play black people. Black teams want to play black teams. The, the money shouldn't be an issue. The money should not be an issue. It's and, all. Black and, and that's a misconception because that's a misconception too. Because a lot of the times, what names do you hear? It's it's the same schools that you hear over and over in terms of people talking about attendance. They yell out Jackson State. They yell out Southern. You were here North Carolina A&T. You were here FAMU. But what about the Alabama States, the Alabama A&Ms, the Prairie View, the Texas Southerns, the Palm Bluffs, the South Carolina States, uh, the Howards? You know, we, we know about the people that's going to travel. But then we got to figure out how do we get those other programs because we base off what a few do and consider all of them do, but everybody don't do what those few do. We'll see. Hey, hey, listen, I'm up. Let all the callers right on the line have a question or a comment and keep it pushing. All right. There's a lot of people on the call lines. All right. There's a lot of people here. <laughs> a question or a comment and keep it pushing. All right. I'm I'm start hanging up on balance. I'm telling you that right now. Hey, caller, you loud. Talk to me. A question or a comment. I have a comment, Scotty. Talk to me. So I've been listening to, you know, everything you said. I want to just comment on a couple things. First off, uh, about the celebrity coach and my man Perry, who's a Jaguar. I respect what he's saying, but he hit on increasing what we have in the SWAC. Mm -hmm. That's why you go get celebrity coaches. If you want to bring the attention to the SWAC, then you go get the celebrity coaches that brings in the better transfers, that brings in the better uh, uh, you know, the the recruits, you heighten your football right there. Doing the same thing you're talking about, Scotty. Make the swack the best it can be by heightening the recruits that come there. How do you do that? The same way Dion did it. He put his name at Jackson State, kids lined up to come play. Facts. And you bring a Eddie, uh, Eddie uh, uh, you bring a Ed Reed, you bring a Ryan Clark, you bring a Ray Lewis or who, whatever. They don't have to shine as bright as Dion. Dion already has the light. HBCUs already have the light. You just need somebody to keep enhancing that. We hot right now. The iron's hot. If we don't strike right now and elevate to this blueprint Dion has given us, we're going to lose. We're going to lose out. And if we want to make the swack and HBCU football heighten as we're talking about, enhancing the celebration bowl right now, in the SWAT, you have teams like Mississippi Valley. You have teams like Texas Southern. Even Jackson State, who just now win it mm -hmm. because of Dion. All these teams are increasing their football play. Mississippi Valley is formidable. They are, they are a player two away from being the next big thing. That's facts. Texas Southern, they are a player two away from being the next big thing. So the elevation of SWAT football is here. We just need to keep that light there. You get enough FCS – I mean, you get enough, uh, 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 you know, like you say, three stars and, and, and four stars who ain't playing coming to the SWAC, then those North Dakotas and all that, they looking at our conference like, hey, we, we need to go there and play them. We ain't got to go to play them. They looking at the level of competitions in the SWAC and the starters and how we playing each other and the competition is rising and say, wait a minute, maybe we need to go out there and play them guys instead of – us looking to go play them. But you can't do that if you're not bringing that level of competition 
or you're not bringing that level of, of, of player to the SWAC, to these teams. And you are not going to do that respectfully. So with just your average, not average, but a qualified, put his, you know, uh, put his time in coach because he's not going to bring that national attention. Mm-hmm. He's not going to help bring that light that Dion already has. Point two, we talked about uh, uh, that, that first caller was talking about, uh, not the first caller, the older gym you're talking about, Mr. about Ford. teams traveling. Yeah. He's right. There's certain schools, if you go to any any game they play, certain schools are going to follow. Southern's number one. Don't nobody travel like Southern. Regardless of that, that game being a ULL, if it was in wherever it was, Southern was going to be there. Uh, Jackson State travel. Fam, there's some schools that travel because they're going to support their team. Some I can't speak to all the rest because a lot of them, they just not winning. Texas Southern just not winning. Valley just not winning. And they ain't even winning, but they winning. <laughs> but they competitive. In terms of, yeah, I got you. Right. They're competitive yeah. now. So, you know what I'm saying? So, if 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 we want to continue that, and like, Perry, you have to, you know, you, you, you ask, how do we do that? How do we get the best out of our program? You got to bring the best kids to our program. And they're going to come and line up for Ed Reed. They're going to line up for Ryan Clark. They're going to line up for Ray Lewis. They're not going to line up for just your Joe Smith who has a good resume and is a great coach. That may be the case. But our kids going to take, like you say, if, 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 cause if, if Ed Reed call and, 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 and Deion call and Joe Smith call, who do you think the kids going to respond to? <laughs> yeah, you fact. And even if the kids doesn't know him, Guess who knows him? His father knows Ed Reed. His father's heard of Ray Lewis. His uncles know Ryan Clark. So they're like, hey, man, that's where you need to go. But Joe Smith called, like, yeah, we from Southern. We doing X, Y, and Z. And they're like, huh? I just got off the phone with Ed Reed or Dion. What you offering? Facts. So we are our own worst enemies with that. We can make – I'm with – I agree with Perry – we can make HB, HBCU football in-house, keep it ingrown, keep what we have, keep our culture, but we have to elevate it. And you can't elevate it doing the, th- the same old things the same old way. When you was talking to Perry about bringing celebrity coaches, man, you were reading my mind. You, you, you speaking my arguments I have daily on social media with my own school people because they don't get it. I don't know if they hating or they too stuck in their ways, but as you say, it's too easy. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We're bringing in celebrity coaches. Do we just turn this into an entertainment show? Because a celebrity coach, just because you come in with the resources, and I can't say, I think Roger Fobb had success with bringing in players when he first got to Grambling with the transfers. Rob Broadway at North Carolina A&T had success with doing that. Jay Hawkins at Alcorn had success with doing it. So it didn't necessarily take a celebrity coach. But then when we start bringing in we, and we just want to oversaturate with celebrity coaches because we want the attention. I, I was taught all attention ain't good attention. How much attention do we want just because this guy is a former player and a celebrity? Like I said, I think the Dion effect has changed because what we see with Dion Sanders and what he's brought, we feel anybody can have that. But, but if these guys aren't successful, then it becomes a slap in the face. So you got the name, but it doesn't necessarily equate to success because you play well and you this big name guy don't mean you're going to come in and win. But Perry, and that's you, the downside to it. 
Hold on, real quick before you go call her. Hold on, before you go call her. Perry, you said it yourself. You said it's a show. That you said black people come for the show. That's what you said. But go ahead, call her. But you, but you know what? What I'm talking about in terms of the show, we look at every, the atmosphere, the pageantry more so than the individual. Every individual don't carry that charisma like Dion when Dion walking around. Just because you're a celebrity coach don't mean you're going to have that same excitement about you that's going to make everybody flock to your games and your sidelines the way that they are with Dion because everybody's not flocking to Eddie George game to watch Eddie George. Let me let me address Perry. Let me tell you this. First of all, Eddie George is kind of antithesis of what Dion is. He's too quiet. He didn't come there to do what Dion, you know, uh, uh, brings. If Eddie just opened his mouth a little bit and, and marketed a little bit, he would get some of that. But he's doing nothing. So you don't need a Dion, but you don't need a you don't need an Eddie George. And what I'm saying, people keep talking about what if it doesn't work? What if it does work? Look at all the I'm benefits. Cool that there has to be a what if it does work? Look at all the benefit that comes with the so-called celebrity coach. You and depending on who it is, some of that is just going to follow automatically. You talked about Grambling and some of those other schools when they got transfers. Guess what? Nobody knew about it. It didn't bring no light to those institutions. It didn't increase any type of a uh, uh, game attendance or enrollment because it was it was fruitless in a sense. They got it. Look at Alcorn right now. Alcorn and won the SWAC two years in a row. They the kings of the hill. Well, were the kings of the hills. They have zero publicity, zero light. And they the kings. You can people always talking about winning solves this, winning solves that. Winning ain't lined up lined up SCF transfers to uh, uh to, to Alcorn. And they done won two years in the in in the row. Alcorn ain't no ESPN. Alcorn's homecoming ain't, ain't being broadcast because they don't have any light. They're winning. Kids ain't lining up to go play at Alcorn. So you got to you you Dion has laid the blueprint. People are talking. What if it don't work? What if it does work? What if Ed Reed? Comes All right. So to you a, got Mo Williams that's at Alabama State that's coaching basketball. It's not lining recruits up to come play at Alabama State because Mo Williams is the head basketball coach. It takes a certain type of celebrity in order to generate that buzz and that excitement. Basketball and basketball and football are two different animals, for, for one. And again, I, and I get it, but it's the we just talking right HBCU football. The light right now is about HBCU football. It's not about HBCU basketball. If somebody could bring the light to, to, to uh, HBCU basketball as well, but the light that right now, Dion has brought light to HBCU football. Stephen A has brought light to HBCU football. Chris Paul brought light to HBCU football. Hey, so bro. that's where the light is, and those are the biggest generators of income as well. Hey, so we talking about increasing go. schools? Got to let you go. You, you Got to go let ahead. you go. Got to let you go. There's a lot of people on hold. But, hey, appreciate the call, my boy. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, guys. I, I, I Sorry, I'm trying to get to I don't want to hold everybody up, but I got to get to everybody. Hey, hey, call you live. Talk to me. Comment, question or comment? Hey, man, this is Mr. Campbell, bro. I'm going to be quick, but I got to say, man, y'all are driving me effing nuts about this shit, so I'm about to go slap off. I'm going to give you a scenario, 
and you tell me if this scenario is correct. I'm going to talk about two schools, FAMU and Jackson State. Is it fair that JSU only has $15,000 for Dion to recruit? No, that's not fair. When Sam Houston them got $200,000, is it fair that Dion has to call all his contacts and have the bring Walmart in to give $2 million when the state of Mississippi owes them damn near half a billion dollars? See, you guys got to stop comparing apples to oranges. It is not the same thing. You give me an even playing field, I will take Deion Sanders and them Jackson State Tigers, and they will whoop North Dakota's ass if they had the same budget. Because Deion Deion would not be worried about calling Walmart, calling this people, calling Undog, because he would already have the stuff in-house. Then he could be really special. Same thing with FAMU. The state of Florida is giving Florida $50 million. Sam, you ain't got no money in three years. You give us $50 million, and you see what we do with recruiting. See, you guys got to stop this. This is insane when you guys keep saying it, because that is a white man's argument. They fuck us over, and then y'all like, then they go, like, well, you should be okay. No, it's not okay, and we're going to call it out, and I'm going to call it out. So for Jackson State, no, it's not right for them to go well, play let me tell you, I, I agree with you. 20 years, wait, hold on. For 20 years, has I, been I agree with you because I believe in boosters. We got we to gotta get alumni engagement in boosters. Bruh, okay, listen, bro. Listen to me. I'm going to explain something to you. Okay, here's the thing. I know Jackson State people get money. Do you realize Jackson State only has like $50,000 50, alumni total? 50. Do you realize that? You do realize. You, you go to Southern, right? What y'all got, 12,000 students? What Kennesaw State got 23,000? Do you know the state of Florida would not even let FAMU increase their enrollment? They will not let us. We should get 20,000 students. So, see, you guys keep saying that. People are giving money. My classmate just gave FAMU $300,000. My class is raising $100,000. What, what's the attitude in terms of what we're saying? The state is supposed to give us money. Come on, man. Come on, like I said, we, I don't have no problem. Because it's nobody, I'm going to tell you this, I'm an OA. I'm not scared to go to the playoffs. Damn, you won the goddamn playoffs. And we have won playoff games. And it ain't been 50 years ago either. But I know when we get screwed over, Mr. Gamble. And that pisses me off when y'all come in here, oh, yeah, just go play. Mr. Gamble. And I love Blue, but Blue, that ain't the same shit. It's not. Can I, can I, can so I? Give us our money, like Tennessee stays over half a billion. I tell you what, you give Eddie Jordan half a billion dollars, and you see what kind of recruits he get next year. That the state of Tennessee owes them. All right, can I say something? Go ahead. My whole point is, once again, that's why you need celebrity coaches, because they come with resources that you do not have. You wouldn't be, Jackson State wouldn't be getting $2.4 million if it wasn't for Dion. Like, you're not getting Bro, these Does FAMU have a celebrity coach? Bro, you have a we'll brand. You have we'll a brand. Again. You, you have, have a celebrity brand. coach? You have LeBron you and you have that? a brand. You have LeBron what? and you have a brand. I'm saying more schools in the SWAC need celebrity coaches that can bring outside resources i.e. money, i.e. donations, because what that comes is, is people are interested in what they're doing. It's no different than if another, if an actor goes to a, uh, do a, do a charity event, somebody likes the actor, they're like, you know what? I, I like that actor. You know, I, I'll donate to that. So what I'm saying is, yes, you have your own alumni. Yes, you're dealing with issues from the state. But when you bring coaches outside and a celebrity coach who has their own fan base, who has their own her, their own market of resources, that can also be a benefit for whatever school that they're at. Now, every school Bro, is, Dion is to- making that shit look too easy. And see, that's the, that's the greatness of Dion. Like I said, I've told you I'm no prime for elf. 
Dion makes it look easy because Dion has built that brand. Everybody just can't come and do like what Dion did and call the CEO of Walmart because he's been a fan boy since 1989. Everybody can't do that. So, yeah. Hey, I- oh, shoot. Hold on. My thing just shut down. Hold on. Hold on. It just, hold on. Got them hot tonight, Scotty. There are seven <laughs> participants in the conference. Go ahead. Guess what? When Nick Saban goes somewhere, he gets to bring his celebrity and he gets the money from Alabama. <laughs> my, you see that? My 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 thing. See, that's right, right? Well, yeah, you right. Let me let me let me let me let me, let me, let me, money. Let me jump in this right quick because I tell you the same thing in terms of what Southern dealt with, and I get the whole thing about the money. Southern had was getting money from the state of Louisiana with a budget of $150 million. Once Bobby Jindal got into office, they slashed that from $150 million to $50 million. At that point, you have to then, and I agree with you, I'm not all about being whitewashed or none of that. I don't even want that to be confused because I'm about enhancing our brand and working with what we have, but it also takes engagement. We have to learn better in terms of having administrators and people that's in charge to have that vision to sell that vision then to the alums and everybody else. No matter if you got 50,000 alums, that's all you have. Find a way to engage those 50,000 alums, tell your story to those 50,000 alums, and show those 50,000 alums where that money can go and why it's important to invest back. If you came here and you got your degree, this is why we're looking. But we have a disconnect. We Our customer service typically was what we do with a lot of our students. And you notice if you went to an HBCU, a by the time you get done through your four years, five years, how many other years, you're ready to go on about your business because you done dealt with so much. So it becomes a disconnect in terms of your relationship now that you're in your career and your adulthood compared to what you dealt with on campus as a student. And so we got to find a way to engage Alabama, LSU, and all them schools that you name and all these big schools that have these budgets and everything else. Guess what? They have alums and boosters that's willing to be a part of the program and willing to yeah, give they money. Like, if they don't uh, like something... Okay, let me explain this to you, and I'm going I'm to jump off, I know you got it. But, bro, do not think every son of a bitch that graduated from LSU is giving money. Because, trust me, I know a whole bunch of white boys that don't give shit to LSU. I, they worked for me. And I used to laugh at their ass because they used to ask me how good is the HBCU education. I said, it's good enough for me to be your goddamn boss. That's how good it is. <laughs> so don't tell me, stop with that fake narrative. Every white person went to Alabama and LSU. It ain't is- a fake narrative, but consider having a foundation where your foundation then puts the money back into your institution. The foundation is into all your relative. Into, into all your athletic program. We give 10, our 10% is not as big as their 10%. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, listen, I'm going to jump off. But I, I, I'm sorry. I, this just drives me nuts when we had a <laughs> fake-ass conversation. Like, all this shit is, is, is equal. All right, man, I'm out. All right, peace. Ooh, it's about it's getting fun. This is getting fun. Hey, Carla, you live. Turn your background down. Hey, you're live. Talk to me. Uh, what's your name? Uh, what's your name? Where you call from? You got a question or a comment? Hey, man, it's Vince, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a comment. What's up? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, turn your background down, though. All right, let me turn it down. For you. All right. All right, go ahead. So, okay, yeah, a lot of these guys may rep. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, a lot of these guys may relevant. Um, you know, you know, comments. Okay, you know, celebrity coaching is good. Dion, you know, he has to go out and you know solicit from white business owners, right? You know, what I'm saying the problem is, you know, where are the black, um, you know, businesses? Where are the black businesses that we can go to 
that can you know promote our our platforms, right? But that's good what you're doing, Scotty. You bring attention to HBCUs, right? Your platform could be a boost in helping some of these schools to to you know get recognition, right? The platforms that you guys are creating can be that that media outlet that these schools need. You know, say where sponsorships can come in. You know, right now maybe white sponsorships where black businesses can grow and also contribute and grow from this uh, uh, increasing interest right now in HBCU sports. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's where this should be going because we can't depend on others to take care of us. Like one person said, "What if Dion leaves?" Okay, with Dion leaves, Dion should have set a blueprint for the other coaches to follow him, how to get sponsorships, how to go out and market a team, how to create promos and videos, you know, to sell a product, right? Yeah. And YouTube is a platform that can be utilized for that. So there's many options. It all starts with marketing, getting your brand out. Why, why choose Jackson State? Why choose Southern? Why choose Alcorn? And then that hypes up the fans and the audience to get the participation going, just like rap music. You know, you see these rappers promoting the product. Everybody wants to get with the swag. Everybody's interested in it. So we got to make black black and proud a fad again. That's real. I mean, that is, I, I, right. I, I got to go to, I appreciate the call. Um, I, I got to put that in the same bucket as, uh, uh, I, I put that in the same bucket as um, Georgetown. Georgetown Hoyas, when they were hot, the fad, you know what I'm saying? And the whole your nation, the whole your mania and all that type of stuff. I put in the same. You're making it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like Randall Cobb wearing Jackson State gear. You know what I'm saying? Like you're making it cool and hot that you, everybody wants to get involved and, and, and somehow it gives back. But, you know, it, like, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's just a lot of in, intricacies. intricacies. Hey, what's up, Carly? You loud. Talk to me. Now, Scotty, every time we get on this conversation, you know I got to call Lynch. All right, comment. I, I know you're a comment. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it, like, what really makes me mad about this whole thing is how when you look at everything, we're so willing to give up shit that we run to just to go, you know, out with the white folks. We run the swag. Black schools run the swag. We have black commissioner. Black people run it. Black people run the NIA. Why the fuck are we so willing to give up shit that we run in order to go, you know, like as Mr. Uh, Forrest said, thinking the white man water is so damn cool. And like, when you be talking, Scott, it'd be like, you, it'd be like false equivalents you'd be given. Like, for instance, when Mr. Kelman told you it's some of these schools that's masquerading as a FCS conference and they're really FBS conferences, hell, he ain't lying. Shit. And every time you you guys bring up JMU, Kennesaw State, and these same schools, they're either the flagship school of their state or they got 30,000 damn students. And that shit matters. It really does matter. And I, it just makes me mad how we're willing to give up shit that we run in order to go run with the damn white folks. It, it does. And they're making, like, one school jump. That is, that'll be the worst decision ever. What? what? And people don't realize... Like, like one school jumping up to FBS, that is not a good idea. Okay, hold on. Let me let me. Then what's the point of like? Help me understand. No, I said making one school. We have to no. jump up as a comfort. Listen, if a lot of if a lot of these people that call in and a lot of people go in, 
look at the commissioner's interviews. But when when fam you came in, he will tell you about you talk about that ten year plan on getting the whole conference to jump up. Hold on, but you're missing my All right. Listen, listen, wait, wait, Dan, wait, wait. Go ahead. What, what I'm saying is this. I so you're telling me, you're you're telling me that you can't compete in football. I'm not talking about conferences. I'm not talking about conferences. I'm talking about football and out like Dion just had the number one FCS class. So you're telling me he can't compete against the North Dakota State? Yeah, he can compete against them, but the thing is, a lot of those schools like you, they aren't even really FCS schools. That's not my point. Yeah, those schools budgets are out. This is what Mr. Campbell's talking about. You talk, the playing point. field is not equal, Scotty. It is really not. All right. Like down here in the deep south, like you from Maryland. But the thing is, you're from the south, but you're from a really liberal state. Shit run different down here. It really does. And like uh, I know a lot of people like with Jackson State. All right. They're talking about getting a new stadium and all. They've been talking about that for the longest. If Dion keep winning and all of that, them white folks will see Jackson State as a damn threat and tell them to kiss their ass they ain't building shit. Okay, let me let me know. Right. I, I, I won't even bring up North Dakota State, Dan. I won't all I'm asking the swag. So this is this is my okay, this is my thing. You're saying why are we giving up shit that we run to go play with the white man or whatever, right? So this is my thing. How, if if all you care about is what you're doing in your conference, why do you schedule out-of-conference games other than the money game? You might as well just leave it at the money game and get your money and then just focus on building whatever you got in the Celebration Bowl or making the swag better. Yeah, but Scott, that right there is a great area. It really is when it comes to the scheduling that stuff. Because you have some... You have FCS schools that are rivals with D2 schools. You have some FCS schools, like, for instance, this year since there was a reset with the SWAT schedule, with the SWAT schedule. Oh, no, there's a pair of things. No, no, no. no. Good, good. All right. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a reset with the schedules. Now, this year and next year, those have been perfect years to schedule these schools. But you got to remember, all these 12 games count this year and next year, but after that, schools will rotate off. They will start rotating off, and that, that right there presents a problem. Because, for instance, if uh, Jackson State rotates off Southern schedule, they'll schedule each other as a non-conference game. That's why all the games count this year and next year. But after that, it gets complicated. It's, it's not a black and white. It's great. Let me let me let when me it jump comes in because right I think I think there's a misunderstanding that we're willing to just say extra swag out and let's go join what they're doing. No, all I'm saying is enhance what we have. Let me tell you one of the biggest problems fans at Southern have with co-totals. Fans, just listen. Fans at Southern, you know, one of the biggest issues they had with Coach Odoms was he won the games that he was supposed to win. He won the games that you thought he was expected to win, but it was the non-conference. It was the games that he did not win that had our fan base uneasy. That's why you had some of the fan base that was torn that wanted him to go, and you had some of the fan base that wanted him to stay. But it was the games that he wasn't winning against a Magnese. When we go play a Louisiana Tech, and we know Louisiana Tech just isn't that much better than us, but then there's a blowout score. When we go play Tulane, and there's a blowout score. 
fans got tired of that. I'm not saying sell out. Let's just enhance and get better what we have. When you constantly beat the teams, the Texas Southern, the Prairie Views, the Valleys, the UAPBs, okay, we do that every year. Now you see we up in arms because we lost to Texas Southern and to Prairie View, and now our fans are looking like, yeah, Coach Rollins got to go. You know why? Because those are the teams we have become so accustomed to beating. Now it's what about the other teams? Our fan base was upset about losing the Magnese. Our fan base, although we knew there probably wasn't a possibility to, to beat Troy, we didn't want to get beat 55-3, to and that's all I'm saying. It ain't about selling out. I'm not. I'm all good with the swag, the swag championship, and the celebration bowl. I'm all for that. I love it. But let's just enhance who we are as a conference and strengthen what we do. We don't got to sell out, but I would like to see a HBCU go beat one of these white schools. I don't have a problem with that. I would love that. And I don't that doesn't necessarily mean sell out. That just means increase your competition of who you are. I agree with you with that. It's just like things like when people like talking about Jackson State need to move up the conference. We need to do this as a conference, not just one school, because that one school stuff would not work. You're going to give up all your damn rivals to go play in a conference where your fan base really isn't going to like. And that's just fact. All right? But, like, for instance, it, if Jackson State moves up by themselves, you will not play Southern all you Hell, you'll play Southern every once in a while. All corn's gone. A lot of your rivals will be gone. It is going to be gravy as you think it is just moving up by yourself. If we move up, it needs to be as a conference. All right. When it comes to that celebrity coach thing, having a celebrity coach doesn't necessarily mean that celebrity coach is going to be as Dion. Dion's going to be Dion. Mo Williams, for instance. In my opinion, he doesn't use his Twitter or promote Alabama State as much as he should. All right. He's not even getting recruits that he should. Right, the crew's a little bit better, but it ain't what it need to be because Mo Williams not outspoken like that. All right, and just because he's there, all the stuff that he's getting, the new locker room and all that crap that they did to the arena, hell, Alabama State paying for that stuff out of their pocket. No donors came in and did all that. So just because you get a celebrity coach doesn't mean you're gonna get all this, you know, freebies and everything that comes with it. All right, Dan, appreciate the call, my boy. All right. All right. All right, let me say something real quick. This dude, <laughs> this is why, this is why I'm I'm so sick and tired of people like this. Don't nobody want to see who wouldn't want to see that game. You gotta be the wackiest guy. You have to be the wackiest guy in America to tell me you wouldn't want to see Jackson State play North Dakota State. I'll see it at a neutral site. It could be in Timbuktu. I'm going to get me a ticket and find a way to watch this game. You, sir, do not know or like football, period. Okay? You're, I should block you just for that stupid crap right there. Facts. 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 I should block you just for that stupid comment right there. Anybody named Mama will want to go watch that game. My mama don't even know nothing about Jackson State. She'd be like, boy, I heard they playing the number one team in the country. You got tickets to that? I know you follow the HBCU school stuff. My mama hit me up about that. Man, you got you out your Reginald Burnett. You say you the, don't sound like your name don't know nothing. Boy, you got boy. Sit your goofy looking ass down. Hey, Carla, you loud. Talk to me. Yo, what's up, Scotty, man? A little comment right here, man. It's two end zones. It's a hundred yards and two sidelines. It shouldn't matter who they play, how they play, what time they play, 
where they play, as long as the game is being played. And the last time I checked, when you schedule your whole season, you have three games. You have three games to schedule opponents who you would like to, you know, match up with and stuff. So if you can't schedule these opponents in these three games, then you need to figure something out. If you're trying to go to the playoffs <laughs> or you're trying to be known. So that's real. That, that's what the athletic department for himself and the coaches to figure out what, what three games we need to play in this top 25. What team do we need to play? If you don't want to play 1 through 10, then you need to play uh, 11 through 25 and try to see every year what you can match up with because that's the only smart thing to do. You can keep the conference. You can keep the swag. But, hey, let's try to let's try to level up with these teams. If this team was like 5 and 5, hey, let's try that team because they was ranked, you know, number, number 15 in the beginning of the season, and now they dropped down to 20 or now they dropped down to 25, whatever. So, like, they just need to be smart about who they scheduling and who they playing. And about uh, the celebrity coach thing, I don't think every school needs a celebrity coach because, fam- like, FAMU, like you said, it's a brand. So if every school had a media push like FAMU does, then I think all the HBCUs will be successful because it has a media push. We got ESPN. We got the Nike deal. We got Chris Paul. We got the first tape. We're the only black school that had ESPN twice. We had college game day way back in the That's day. That's real. That's and real. now we got first tape. You're right. You're right. We're the only black school. You're right. Why is that? Why is FAM the only black school? Because we're pushing out media. And I'm going to tell you another about a thing on the um, game day. Nothing but interns work on game day. Nothing but in- young people. That's why I look so good the way it does. And I got to give a shout out to Von Miller because I used to work game day. Nothing but in, nothing but students work on game days. It's not the old heads. It's not people that's getting money. It's mm-hmm. students, interns that's getting jobs right after they graduate from fans. That's real. I hey, appreciate the call, my boy. Real talk. Thank you so much. Uh, you welcome. Somebody said they've been on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me get with you. And you gonna stay on hold. You know how many people on the call line? If, if you watching, you clearly you watching the show and chatting at the same time. Do you not hear these callers? They are long winded. Okay, this this ain't no short. You know, <laughs> keep it going. It ain't none of that. It's Bama's in here mad. Okay, so wait your turn. God damn. <laughs> no reason. Like hold, wait your turn. Shit. Hey, smoke you live. All right. Uh, first, I had a question. If we could get the top recruits, would y'all take that over having televised games every week? Yeah, because it's going to be on ESPN Plus. So I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that because it would be it would be on ESPN Plus. So I wouldn't have a problem with that. All right. So I asked that because I'm saying I think your idea for the playoff idea is good, but I don't think that we should be trying to go up to FBS just yet. Um, first, being I think we got to increase the competition of uh, of play within the swag first. And I think Dion is definitely helping by that, being advertised him having the number one in FCS and number 50 is for whatever it was in the nation overall. That induced more players to come to uh, the swag of the uh, HBCUs. And once we get NFL talents and people want to leave, then 
we could try to get this back up, you know, another division. Well, it's already division one, but in the higher competition, because then we'll have the talent there. So I think the talent has to come first before the exposure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. That makes I sense. think it's heading in the right direction, but I think uh, other celebrity coaches would, like Ed Reed, I don't think that's going to happen. That's, that would be crazy, but that definitely would help. Hey, appreciate the call, my boy. Take care. All right. See, we not getting callers like that. You see, you see, now you would definitely have been picked <laughs> if, more, if more callers were calling in like that. We would roll through these lines, all right? But then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus, man. Y'all act like I'm a man, boy, oh boy. And people still calling in. All right. Uh you got you got somewhere to be, Perry? You gotta let me know, man, because I'll shut this down real quick. We we rolling, baby. Let's do it. All right, all right too easy. Hey, Mr. Fam, talk to me. Hey, what's happening, man? What's hey, up? first, uh, Blue, hang in there, man. This ain't going to last too much longer. Scotty going to cut us off in a minute. <laughs> We're going to be all right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the term, excuse me, the term is the white man ice is colder. Okay, not his water, not his ice is cold. It's freezing at 32. So 32 is going to be 32 if the white man has it, if the black man has it. That's why you say the ice is colder, okay? So I've heard the ice man water is cold. I don't even know what that's about. Anyway, coming back, Scotty, when I first called you, I told you the Rattlers are going to lift the the, um, swag and put them in the playoffs. Now, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast. I didn't know, fam, you really, I thought we were going to be Jackson State. We'd be going to Celebrity Bowl. But hopefully, we'll make the – okay. Uh, and hopefully, we'll make the playoffs this year. If not, you know, hopefully, we'll do it next year or uh, sometime soon. But we're putting in the mindset of these SWAC teams that, you no, know, going to the play- – you can do both. We did the both. We did the same thing like your um, I guess said. We – you can do both, right? When we went in the NAC, we did both things, right? We went to the playoffs or we went to the Heritage Bowl or whatever it was called back then. Mm-hmm. Then, too, these kids, the, the kids that we trying to recruit, we talking about we want five star, stars. Yeah. Hey, they want to play the best, right? They want to play championships. And unfortunately, like people know, Everybody don't know HBCUs. They're getting to know us a whole lot now. When you listen to some of these NFL players, they're like, "Man, I ain't know about. I know well. They didn't say they ain't know about FAMU. They knew about FAMU, but but they didn't know about <laughs> it's Southern too now. Southern too. All of them were were D two teams. You know, so when you if you want to compete against the best, you got to you got to play in the playoffs. You know, That's I right. mean, you got to at least. You know, want to go to the playoffs, and that's your goal. I know at FAMU, Billy Joe came in saying, day one, no, we compete. We are competing for championships, and that's what we need to do. You know, I mean, the SWAC needs to fool around, and that's an option. Like FAMU is trying to do this year. You know, you either going to go to the playoffs. I mean, you either going to win your conference and go to the Celebration Bowl or – you know, if your record's good enough, your team's good enough, you can go to the playoffs. And really and truly, to be frank, I don't think because of our quarterback play, we ready for the playoffs. 
But if you get there, at least you can see where you are. We can see what our defense can, 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 can do against. You know, are we as good as we think we are? Going to the playoffs is going to show it. And like you were saying the other day, we need to increase our style point. If we don't, then the chances of us doing that isn't going to happen. Hey, man, enjoy the show. Appreciate hey, it. let's get them likes up. We got 261 people in, only 84 likes. We can do better, man. Stop stop talking about all this old black people this, black people that. Y'all won't even smash the like button. Come on. Tell them when you enjoy the show, I man. I like that. Thank you so much. Wipe your feet when you come in. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. <laughs> like, you see what I got to deal with? See, the Jaguar Journal, y'all got to be all political, and they don't be coming at you as hard as they be coming at me. It's crazy out here in these streets, man. It's all like crazy out here in these YouTube streets. Oh, they streets. come at me, man. They come at me. Hey, what's up, Smash? Talk to me. What up, Doc, man? I just want to say a few things. Hey, uh, boy, um, remember when, when this whole Dion thing first ca- t- popped out? One of our first conversations was, like, when, when I was trying to explain to you why people try to shun you for trying to expand and get us to see what we need because that can be better. Like, my thing is, bro, is this. It's like, honestly, when Dion first came, his first thing was saying changing the narrative, right? Remember yep. that was the whole thing, right? Yep. And getting more players to the league because he had, you know, they say only two players went to the league or something like that. Nevertheless, I agree with Perry. Like, let's just make our stuff more tight and more entertaining to whereas it could be some kind of way as, like, now people want to see where our, how our players can get to the league. Even if it's us having, like, our own version of, um, what is it, it's not a draft, but our, our own, like, just bringing more exposure from the league. Another thing is I like the idea of the playoffs, which I also like the idea of creating our own playoffs because I look at, like, family trying to go to the playoffs, that's dope, but I don't see the difference in what's the difference between a Bayou Classic and a Celebration Bowl. A Celebration, a Bayou Classic is going to be way uh, packed in the Celebration Bowl, depending on what teams go. We need to make it some kind of way to where we create our own HBCU style of playoffs to make it more popular. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my my narrative on a few things. I know I ran this because I don't want to be on here. No, you're fine. All day. And, um, hmm? No, I said you're fine. It can't be no worse than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm just listening to seeing what everybody's saying, bro. But I think our biggest thing is, and Dion, he he's done a lot. But the thing, our overall goal is should be out getting making our schools better, better, and giving our players looks to go to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Go to the next level. If we can do that, I I I feel like I, that's why I said I grew Perry. Just make our stuff more tight and more entertaining for people to watch, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel the old heads when they said, don't just give our stuff away. But I also feel your your arguments when you're just trying to make it better. That's what you should, all you're trying to do at the end of the day, Scotty, to help these schools elevate. But to the people who are stuck in their ways and like a lot of white fans, it may seem like we're just trying to give it to the white man. So if we work on just finding ways, which Dion doing his damn, damn good job of getting exposure to make these get these more players from the swag or the HBCU world in the NFL, I think we'll be just fine because now we'll become like, okay, then let's see what this big this power black conference doing doing now or just have guaranteed things. Like let's go to my last point. I think Dion should be in the administrative standpoint or administration uh position in the swag than a coach. Like let him win the championship or whatever he's gonna do with J State is you know it's projected to be this year. But I think that's what we need to be start doing instead of like hiring celebrity coaches and stuff like that. We're gonna hire somebody, let's put them people with resources in 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 the position of power because he got J State a whole new field and all this other stuff. Imagine what he could do if he was in a in a in a power position of the of the, the swag. So I'm out. Right, that's my time, y'all. Appreciate it, Smash. Thank 
See, listen, this is why I love my community, because Paris is checking you. Become a member. Stop complaining about being on hold. Become a member. You get to skip the line and then you get your call answered. Until then, sit your ass on hold. Like, what you doing? Dang. Scotty, let and me I'm ask you this question for you next. Hey. Take another caller. Let me okay. ask you a question. So is everybody mad because we put in the I, because we're saying enhance what we have, but also put an emphasis on go beat some other teams. Is this basically why everybody's mad? Is that what I'm getting? Because I feel like it's kind of misconstrued of what we said and it's getting taken somewhere else. So I'm trying to bring it back in and realize what is the fuss about? Because we're saying we like what we have. Let's make it better. Let's do more with it. But at the same time, can we go beat some other schools that's not an HBCU? Is that what this is? That's fair. And I think they're stuck on the topic of the conference realignment in the question. But at the end of the day, in the narrative I've been pushing, I don't care if you move up. I don't give a damn if you move down. I don't care. All well, I'm let saying me say is... This. Go ahead. It, and, it, and it happens because think about the swag. The teams that's in the swag, not want the teams that started the swag. You know, you look at the realignment of how these teams that are in the swag today grew to get to where we are. I mean, it... It is the swag didn't just start, and then the teams that we see today just fell into the swag. No, there were plenty of teams in the swag that are no longer in the swag that are now left behind, and these teams that we see in the swag have come, just like we seen Bethune, Cookman, and FAMU. There's going to be change. There's going to be – everything is going to evolve. It's not going to be the same that it's going to be forever. Things are going to change, but sometimes change, you got to get out of your content way and be okay with change. We can change together. We ain't saying leave our legacy – and our passion, our tradition behind, we're saying let's just get bigger, better, and, and stronger. Let's grow. And nothing facts. wrong with growth. That's facts. All right, let me take this member. What's up, Manny? Talk to me. Hey, what's up, my guy? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Please save me, Manny. I know you <laughs> save me, Manny. <laughs> Hey, hey, man! Look, I just, I just wanted to call to show uh, what being a member looks like. You see, my man's still on hold. Not just went ahead and jumped the line. That's what you do. You just boom! I'm, I, I get in front of you. I don't care. You so petty. I, I, I call in. I'm a member. I jump in front of you. That's how I work, my guy. You better pay, man. Get that little green thing around your name or something, man. Oh, you stupid. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey man, look, I just I just wanted to show him, man. This is I was just sitting in the chat. I said, hey, look, watch this. You know what I mean? Look what happened. I'm next. Hey, wow. see how that work, man? <laughs> hey, hey Perry, look, man. <laughs> Perry, look, look. This this, mm -hmm. this was wrong with you, man. Unfortunately, you're on this call line. You got a lot of idiots on here. So what happened is, you know what I'm saying, people are scared of change, right? So if you talk about anything that's more than what they already know, they get scared. They don't like it. I don't want this. I don't want that. Man, you're trying to change us. But in life, change is good most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're going to prison. But change is good, man. <laughs> A lot of these people can't, can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they, they stuck in their ways, man. So, Perry, don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't. Don't get your get it wrapped up all in your head, man. Get all depressed about it. Some people, man, will drag you where they are, and don't don't let this line do that, man. I see my man, uh, my my, my man Scotty got some gray hair now, man. So don't be like Scotty, man. 
<laughs> I'll tell you this, man. It ain't about you know. Hey, I just want to call. It ain't about yeah. getting rough. I just want to make sure what the topic is, man. I just want to make sure everybody understands what we're saying. I ain't flustered about it at all. I'm cool. I I I break it off. It's just don't misconstrue what we're saying, and then because of your sphere of change or because you feel like your attitude, you just ready to take it somewhere else. I think it's being misconstrued and what we're saying is being taken out of content. That's all. And I'm about clarity. I agree with you. I agree with you. And they're going to keep doing it. You can literally break it down to the elementary preschool terms. My, my six-year-old daughter will understand you, but these people won't, man. So it's like it's like, it's like talking to a stuffed animal. It's just going to sit there and look at you. <laughs> and then as soon as it falls over, it's just, come on, man. It's, it's retarded, man. Hey, but look, I just wanted to show love. And I also wanted to say this. Wipe your feet before you come in my house. Ring my doorbell before you step in. Smash the like button, people. It ain't going to hurt you. It's just that little thing that got the thumb up. You know what I'm saying? It's one thumb up. It's one thumb down. I know y'all, you know, y'all Pictionary people. So all you got to do is click on the one on the left. That's all you got to do. Scotty, it's love. Hey, always, Manny. Appreciate you. I know Manny always good for a laugh. That boy said, I just called in to show him how to cut the line. Now, that if that ain't petty, I don't know what it is, bro. For real, for real. That's funny. Hey, calling you live. Talk to me. What's up, Scotty? What's this good, boy from Jackson, Mississippi, man. Talk to hey, me. tell them people who ain't members to go ahead and log on to become members. And he'll jump the line, man. Stop crying. But listen, this is what I saw about tonight, Scotty. Hey, I think too often we keep the narrative on Deion Sanders and we don't give enough credit to Ashley Robinson. Mm. He's the man who brought Deion Sanders in. They started all the change and all all the chaos that's going around the swag right now about us talking about moving up, about the recruits. Deion didn't find Jackson State. Ashley Robinson went and found Deion and brought Deion to Jackson State. That's not the only good hire he did. He brought in our women's female basketball coach that's also winning. He's trying to improve Jackson State athletics as a whole by recruiting, by bringing in the right people, to bring in the right money. So if some other SWAT schools should look at that, just don't look at celebrity coaches. Maybe you need to go take the blueprint of finding an Ashley Robinson that's going to bring in the right guy to fit your program to create the buzz that you need to get the money in that you need. Because, no, guys, that's not going to give you money just because you say, hey, look poor on me, give me some money. They're not. And this was SWAT schools, Scotty, that the reason why the SWAT stopped going to – the playoffs is because there's some sweats who they truly can't afford to go. They can't afford to travel. It, well, it, they just can't do it. Well, um, I actually, mean, actually, it, the NCAA uh, funds the traveling expenses. They, I, I, I know that for a fact. I did my own research. Everybody kept hitting me across the head with it. The, the, the NCAA covers travel expenses. Yes, they do. Now they, they take, they do. You guys are right. They do take some of the gate. They take some of the ticket sales from the game. You know what I'm saying? That's why if you don't have a home game, it kind of doesn't benefit you. Because the national championship game, I don't think you get any of the ticket prizes, if I'm being honest. But I but I do know for a fact that um, they do take a percentage of what you get at the game. But they do cover travel expenses. So that is not that is not the case. But go ahead. But, but Scott, we're going to go right back with this now. We're going to be honest. Sometimes I say I ain't got the money to get to your house. But if every time I come to your house, you beat my ass, I'm going to make up an excuse why not to come, right? I like that. Let's be honest, right? I like that. 
<laughs> right? Like right. Like so that. even 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 though you may say, "Hey, I'm gonna pay for you to come," but I know when I get there, you're gonna beat the living shit out of me. Oh, I'm not funny. gonna be jumping up and down the come. Right? <laughs> like, oh, I ain't got the money this week, guys. Uh, I get up with you another time, right? That's, That's what's going on. That's fair. right. So, I like that. I like. Hey, that. so. Everybody, everybody talks about, everybody talk about, okay, well, Jack State, they got a number one recruit class in. They, but listen, that's one recruit class. This not basketball. This football. It takes a few recruit classes to start seeing the, domin- the, the domination that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And in truth, here's the difference. You got to have the recruits, Swag fans. That's the problem. We want NFL talent, and we want to feel like we got NFL talent when we really don't. Yeah, we got a box every with rims on it because the band look good and sounds good. But the truth, the talent that's on the field is not a Corvette. It's a box heavy. So if we want to be able to compete in those against those bigger schools when we go there and not get slaughtered and murdered, it don't matter who coaches. If you ain't got the talent on your sideline to compete, then you playing the end game. You ain't going to win. It's not basketball. Yeah. Basketball, you can get the best five people in the nation and go play anybody, anywhere. you going to have an opportunity to win. Football a little different. It don't work like that. Talent counts. It don't matter if I got the number one wide receiver. If I only team. got one yeah. number one wide receiver yeah. and I go play Alabama, I'm going to get schooled, Drew. You're right. With that one number one wide receiver. That's just facts, guys. And that's what we don't have yet. And it, and, and and I know Sam, you yes, Southern you has a good fan fan base, but you've been to the game. Everybody's on your chat talking, but I see it and I see it again. Swag fans, they stop talking and start buying tickets, man. It, it's a shame that we do all this talking, but we want to keep our own, Scotty. But why would they want to move up? Hey, I'd have been to every Jack State game this year. I'd have seen Jack State fans at every game. I seen Sam, you fans at their game. Southern fans gonna come. Our fans gonna come. After that, everybody quiet. Nobody else show up, and that's just sad. So, what 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 are we what were we talking about, Scott? It, we we got to do better. Before we, before we start better. complaining and talking, we got to do better. Don't don't sit back and tell me no. Don't leave me when somebody come down and say, "Hey, Scott, I'm gonna give you a raise." No, Scott, don't you take that raise. Stay here and stay poor with me. Don't you take no increase in pay. You should stay right here with us. Don't be the supervisor. Why not? If I be the supervisor, I make it make it better for you, right? Hey, oh, I like that. <laughs> hey, if fam, you go up to the SEC and they're historical black college, and eventually they able to compete, maybe the SEC will look down and say, hmm, maybe I should pull Alabama State up, or maybe I should pull Jackson State up. But as long as we here in the mud talking about, don't nobody leave the mud. <laughs> the mud that's good enough for us. This is all we need is each other. That's all we got is each other. Them folks get millions of dollars to play, man. We down here getting playing thousands of dollars. That it ain't the same. <laughs> we got to stop thinking it. It ain't the same, Scotty. <laughs> we got to increase it, baby. We got to. This is just what it is. And I'm gonna get out the line and let some of these other people call in and comply. Oh man, he said the mud. That was funny. That was funny. I needed that laugh. I really did need that laugh. Oh my gosh, that was funny. Whoo! Hey, caller, you live? Talk to me. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, um, kind of agree. As the lone, uh, this is Drake from Charlotte. Talk to me. Probably the lone North Carolina A and T Aggie. Um, 
I'm one of the, I was one of them Aggies that agreed with moving up. Um, I'm one of the people that believe um, you have to play the best competition. Yeah. Um, the reason why we was able to get NFL looks is because we played the best competition. The one thing I liked about Dion is you got some of them players in Mississippi had never been on a plane, ain't never been to Miami. Um, A&T went to Kent State, went to Ohio. Um, we were supposed to play North Dakota State in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in my opinion, you got, you know, most of the SWAC schools will travel, you know, outside of the FAM, because, you know, FAMs are for me at school. Um, they'll travel anywhere where it's driving. But when you get on the plane, you know, when you spend your hard-earned money, because, you know, once you get the talent, because to me, it's about talent. And if you don't have the you know, the SWAT can't consider themselves the best conference if you don't have the best talent and you're not playing the best teams. You yeah, know, um, yeah. that's why I'm interested to see what Dion's non-conference schedule is going to be next year because, you know, no Iron SWAT's going to like this, but I believe he should win it next year. He's going to have the talent. He's probably going to have the best quarterback. But I'm interested to see against his non-conference, is he going to test himself? And that's what A&T did. We would test ourselves. And that's how we got pub. Because you got to get invited to another conference. They just ain't going to move you up just because you want to go. Right. got to get invited. And um, I think the SWAT doesn't challenge himself. You know, I, I want to see, see one of these SWAT schools go west. You know, go to that northeast. Mm. Get on the plane. Then let me know how y'all do and everything. So, um, Outside of fans, I know fans travel, but everybody else in the sweat don't have any faith in me because I haven't, they haven't shown it to me. You know, they came to Atlanta, got smashed, but they came to Atlanta, but Atlanta's drivable once again. So um, I think that's the thing where the swag doesn't test themselves against out-of-state competition, you know, and then, you know, you run, you run, you know, when, you know, Alcorn State is running the SWAC. Then you come and you play A&T, who's A&T's beat big FBS schools, you know, and we play Duke Tough and Carolina Tough, and you wonder why Tariq is running, and you wonder why, you know, that's how, that's how your players get seen is when you play better competition because them NFL scouts are looking at them also. So when they're looking at a FBS school, they're looking at you also. <clears throat> So, you know, um, but, you know, to me, that that is, um, I, I believe the SWAC just needs to st- um, step up and be realistic about, okay, challenging themselves at a conference. You're not the best team. You're not the best, you know, Jackson State is probably, you know, you know, it's probably good enough to at least win two games, but you never would know. Um, I, you know, the, what I hope is that with the Celebration Bowl is that, you know, Dion's not really going to rock this ship his first year. He's probably going to win, and no one wants to hear that. But I'm interested to see when he rocked the boat his second or third year if, if they win it again. Because they win it again, it's, going, it's not going to help his players out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Dion's thinking about the NFL. How you prepare your team, but how you me, prepare your team for competition wise. Let me say this. He's already said he doesn't like money games. So you probably won't see him play no FBS team. That you, that's probably out the picture. Um, and it, I mean, a small you can't, you know, he can't play Kent State. We beat Kent State. 
I, I'm just telling <laughs> you, you know what, what he saying? said. He just said he he said he don't like money games. That's not his thing. He he don't. That's not. That's not that's not his thing. He said that in an interview. He said he don't like it because you end up, you go down there, you get your team smashed up, they get beat up, the confidence go down. So he a lower I'm just telling you. More lower FBS though, but I, the lower but would you see what I'm saying? Like a low I didn't say you gotta play Auburn. I, yeah, I, don't so, tell me I don't know. You know, so um I, I'm just saying they should challenge themselves. Um I do agree, you know. I would love to see for them to uh, play North Dakota State. I would love to play well. I would love for them to play Jacksonville State, which is probably a couple of hours away. You know, a team like that. You know, Kennesaw State, a couple hours away. You know, everybody's talking about how you know A&T's not doing well this year. It's our first year in the conference. You know, obviously quarterback is trash, and our running back came in out of shape. But um, it ain't because we wasn't prepared. It's because we had a bad season because we ran the, the MEAC enough. We just had a bad season. But I was totally in agreement with moving up. And um, I believe if we play well again, you know, we'll have the opportunity to move up again. So, um, but um, <laughs> okay. I, I like the conversation that you have. Um, I agree with you a lot on, <laughs> you're not moving you know, up again. You're not moving up again. You know, I. You know, well, I mean, I'm just saying, not. you know, I'm not saying we got to, I'm not saying we got to move to FBS, but I mean, there's other FCS conferences and everything. So okay. just saying, okay. you know, I mean, we've been, I mean, this is our first year, this is our first year in the, um, in the, um, conference. So you never know in the next five years. I mean, we have been in the MEAC forever. I right, so appreciate the call, my boy. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Y'all not moving up no more. <laughs> Y'all done. All right. I, it, listen, I'm taking these last two callers. <laughs> All right. I've been I've been super generous. My my girl is over there looking at me like ninja. Get off. Hey, what's up, Chris? Talk to me. <laughs> what's up, man? What's up man? Hey, um, hey, so so I've listened to everybody talking, and one of the things that I was thinking about. Um, specifically is, you know, a lot of the schools, they don't have the money, right? So they, if they're going to go out and play these games, they have to have strategic vision. And what I mean by that is like, uh, all right, um, one of your, your last callers said something about going up into the Northeast, right? Why not go up there and play some of these Ivy League schools? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of schools in the Ivy League right now that would definitely love to play you. Um, University of Pennsylvania, I mean, their stadium is huge. You know, you can go over to Princeton and play over there. Um, one of the big things is capitalize on the uh, media markets and, and, and put a push into those markets saying, hey, listen, we're going to be up here on this day. Um, you know, come support black college football, come fill the stadium up. You know, and, and, and you make it um, you make it a selling point that you're coming up into these different markets. Uh, you know, one of the things it does is it energizes those alumni chapters in those areas. And also what it does is it, um, it opens up the eyes to, to recruits in those areas. Like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm going to have a chance to play back home. If I go to a SWAC school, if I go to a MEAC school or whatever black college, um, you know, and I've said this before, you know, I played at central. And we played everybody, you know, and that was a part of it. You know, 
a freshman year, I didn't understand it. But by the time I got to be a senior, you know, I really got a chance to sit down and talk to the coaching staff. You know, that was a part of it. And you learn that because you don't have the resources, but you just have to figure out a way to, um, to utilize that schedule to, to your best advantage. Like, yeah, okay, you're going to play who you're going to play, but um, how does it benefit you? You know, you, you, you got to have a vision. And um, someone said it, you know, these, these athletic directors, they can't be bigger than the coach if they want the programs to be as successful as possible. Now, I mean, you know, some of them, it's just, it's just a, uh, about getting out of the way and letting the guy do his job. But other ones, um, you know, it's just a clear delineation between what the uh, vision of the um, president of the university has as opposed to um, what the what the athletic department is doing because some of them just they don't they don't align and this goes back to um, something that was said and a couple of times by different people and one of them you know believe it or not was Malcolm he's like a lot of times they don't care about football they just care about the band and being there for the game and the um, the ambiance of just being around each other. Um, and it's like, okay, well, if you don't care about that, then get out of the coach's way. Let him go get the best product possible. Um, and you'll build your brand. But some of them, they just, they just can't get out of the way. If that makes sense. Hey, appreciate the call, cool. my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate the call, All my right. boy. All right, man. All right, man. Please. Hey, Manny, bro. You almost got me in trouble, bro. Like, my hair, my girl is getting her hair done. She came out of the room and was like, did he tell you to take a stand? And I'm like, no, no, no. That wasn't me. No, he wasn't talking to me. No, no. And, dog, you almost got me in trouble. Dog. You almost got me in trouble, Manny. <laughs> Jesus guys, man, boy, I, she came out here like she had the curling iron in her hand. She was like, did he, did he just tell you to take a stand? I was like, no, no, babe, no, no, not me. No, 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 no. The caller, the caller. <laughs> oh, about to give me a trouble. All right, last caller. Hey, caller, you live. Talk to me. All right, Scotty. What's goody? What's your name? Yo, man, I'm from? sorry. I, I'm still, I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing from the brother like three three calls ago. Oh, you talking about oh my bad. You talking about uh, Bud? My name is True Rattler. I'm from Sanford, Florida, bro. All right, too easy. Yeah, Mud, because he's saying M U D, but the way it's coming out is like M A H U D. I'm sorry, brother. Okay. Anyway, let me, let me break this down. I'm gonna make some, uh, few statements and then I'm gonna get off brother. Cause I know your, your time is tight and I wrote it down so I wouldn't mess anything up. Right. Okay. First of all, thank you for this platform. Thank you for, uh, just your show. I appreciate it. And I need to become a member brother. Uh, tell me where to go on your website so I can put in my, uh, credit card number, get my membership taken care of my bad. I need to support the channel. No, number no two. I want to remind everybody that the number one goal of historically black colleges is to have historically black college grads. 
And sports is a way to do that. So we don't just get the academics. We also get the uh, football players, basketball players. With that, being a FAMU grad, I want to say that FAMU desperately needs a soccer team. And I'm saying that uh, for two reasons, and I wrote them down. Number one is I got two kids that are looking at going to uh, different schools. Uh, I'll just say FSU because they play soccer. And they're like, Dad, I want to go to FAMU. I like homecoming. I like everything. But, you know, gosh, you know, Dad, FSU is the number one soccer team. I want to go to that school. And uh, so I really want FAMU to get a, a soccer team. And so, all the other SWAC schools, except Bethune-Cookman, have a soccer team. Uh, so that's it. And the number two reason I want them to get a soccer team is so that we can beat Southern in soccer, just like we do all the other sports. Brother, good night. What up, Take man? Care. Taking my call. <laughs> he hit you with that challenge. We got up out of there. He's like, yeah, whatever, man. Hey, hey, Perry, have you seen that video where the kid's riding the bike and he, he he spins back on the corner and he jumps off the bike and he hits the bully and jumps on the bike and rolls it? That's what he just did to you. That's, that's I've seen it. He's like, he's like, I'm out. He I'm missed, out. Man. He missed. Oh, man. It's going to be a good one, but he missed. Oh man, that yo, this has been a pair. I don't know what it is, bro. You you just bring the energy out of people, bro. Like I never, my shows don't even ever go this long, bro. Like I haven't had a show go this long in a long time. Like I don't know what it is about you, man. You just you bring out you bring out the best in people, man. I don't know if it's me, if it's you, if it's tag team, man. But everybody seems, you know, and that's the thing about it. That's why I love this show. That's why I followed you since you first started. It was right at first. I was looking. I was like, what really caught me. And I'm not going to tell you what really caught me. I, was, I first saw your first episode when you did the top five quarterbacks. And, you know, I'm a Ladarius Hilton fan. That's my boy. Southern. But when I saw your top five quarterback, and this was during the spring, we were sitting down waiting on the UFPB Alabama State game. And I saw that come up. And that's what caught my attention. And I, did, mm-hmm. and I saw that you were doing call-ins. It's like, man, this is something cool. This is different. This is something I haven't seen on this level because I do radio. I don't do what you do in terms of the live calling in on YouTube. And when I saw this, man, I was like, hey, we've been needing this because there's people all over. My radio show, although it's local in Baton Rouge, is on iHeart. You can listen to it anywhere in the nation. But it's just the fact of the interaction that you have that I enjoy, man. And, and that's what I like about the show. That's why I'm glad to have been on here. And that's why I support it. And I think everybody needs to support it, man, because you give a voice to people who have an opinion and who typically just talk about it at the local barbershop or on the couch with their friends, not able to come on here and talk about it amongst people everywhere and get to see if somebody else agree or disagree with what they're saying. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, Perry, you are more than welcome to come back. People, uh, you know, you got your, you got your Southern brother, uh, Smash, talking about bring Perry back. We need more Southerners. Bring uh, me back, a- baby. Anytime, man. Hey, go ahead and plug your show with, uh, with Unc. Yeah, the Jaguar Journal, man, is – me, Perry White, and my man Reggie Flood, we every Saturday. Now, we got an early show. It's 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., but we do playbacks. We uh we record the show, and I typically put it out uh on in- most of our groups and the groups on Facebook and everywhere else. But, uh yeah, Jaguar Journal is on 107.3 in Baton Rouge, but you can listen to it on Our Heart Anywhere, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., but we do do playback, playbacks, and you can listen to it uh we talk Southern particularly, but we also do MEAC, SWAC, and everything else, man. You know, just trying to bring the uh, the light to what we do and educate people. Because what you find out is a lot of people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So to give them some information and educate them so they can get an idea of what they're up against. 
That is what's up. Hey, Perry, man, listen, I appreciate your support. I've always, man, I appreciate the insight. I've always appreciated our talks. Thank you so much for wanting to be on. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, allowing me to have you on the channel and for you and us fighting through the technical difficulties and still having a banging ass show because you and I hooked this up, man. Appreciate it. Uh, and anytime, Perry, you know, you're more than welcome. Anytime you're free, I'm free. I'm going to leave you with this. Go Jags. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Hey man, that's that. That is Perry White, man. Listen, appreciate him. Appreciate him for tuning in. Hey, listen, and once again, I tell you guys all the time: without you, there is no me. I appreciate all the comments. I appreciate all the fun interaction. Listen, if I'm gonna tell you this: if you're new to the channel, make sure you like and subscribe. But if you're new to the channel and you don't know nothing about this chat that I got, oh, this chat to give you the business. All right, this chat will give you. The business, okay? So don't be coming here with no foolishness because they will chin check you, all right, and then make you make you second guess yourself, all right? That's just how this chat gets down, all right? So listen, once again, I'm going to go through my announcements. Tomorrow, tomorrow, that lovely lady that you saw, you know, who be, who be, who be in the chat, you know, all in the video, all in the background, Akilah McGee, that's my girl. She's doing a birthday takeover tomorrow, all right? She will be hosting... She will be directing and she will be running the show. All right. So I'm going to just be here in the background. She said, you just show up and be handsome. I said, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. So that's going down tomorrow. Be here prompt. You already know what it is. All right. Next up. If you're not a member, become a member. All right. It's in the link in the description below. All right. My moderators put it in there. I put it in there. Everything like that is in everywhere. So don't tell me, Scotty, I can't find the link. You ain't looking hard enough. I'll put it in the description box below. Click on the link and, and, and become a member. I don't care what tier you are. If you want to be if you want to be balling like Manny with six businesses and you want to give me $19 a month. That's great. Thank you so much. If you want to be, you know, Hey, Scotty, I just love it, but I ain't got it like that. And you want to give me $5 a month? I appreciate that, too. All right? So, but just know, if you're a member, you get to skip the line. Like my man, Manny. Like my man, Manny shows you. You call it. <laughs> that boy, Patty. You call in. You get to jump the line. And you get to get your call taken. Just like, just like my other subscriber, Paris, told you. All right? Just become a member. All right? Just become a member. All right? And also, lastly... The podcast is coming. All right. The podcast is coming. So what I'm doing is I'm not having a whole nother show. What I'm going to do is, is take what I do here, put it on the podcast platform so you can listen to me and not have to worry about, you know, is YouTube cutting out or whatever. You can just listen to me in your ear and you can ride along. All right. So when that drops, I need the support. You go check that out. Give me some reviews. You already you already liking the YouTube. So I should be getting five stars. All right. So it's likes and it's it's likes over here. Five stars over there. OK, likes over here. Five stars over there. All right. Cool. And then give me a little review. All right. Give me a little review. So that's what it is. And last but not least, listen, please, please. You know, if you know anybody down at Albany State, please reach out to the family. Give them pray for them. Give them the condolences. Their son, the linebacker, Adrian Butler, was hit by a city bus. If you want to donate, you know, go look on their page. I think they have a donation thing going on. But uh, just give them the condolences. And I'm sending my condolences as well. So sorry about that. But, man, appreciate Perry Wright for tuning in. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. And you uh, listen. Until next time. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to holler. God bless.
Oh, before I get up out of here, go to H, go to BJ Jones Twitter. I'm you will see me on Spaces. I'm going right over there. All right, I'll go to Twitter Spaces with BJ Jones. All right, so go look up BJ Jones on Twitter. He has a Spaces. Go over there. I'm gonna be over there if you want to laugh and joke. We do that over there too. So, like I said, God bless.